Yes, hello, James Rowlands, and today it's the Dublin L458. It doesn't get any bigger or more exciting than this. Tonight, heroes will be made and legends remembered forever. It's Wrestle Kingdom 17, and I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire Dublin R team on the very first Dublin R of 2023. Up first, by my side for every WWE and AEW show, is, of course, a fantastic Jaxi Scarlett. Jaxi, Happy New Year. Hello. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, James. How are you? I'm very well. I'm really excited. I'm going to guess you are as well, because your man is in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. Of course. Such great anticipation going into the new year with what better way to kind of start off 2023 than to see uh, Kazuchika Okada in, t- in the main event against JY. This is going to be an exciting discussion. Yeah, I cannot wait. Uh, and again, we talk about the start of 2023, but the end of 2022 had a bit of controversy, as we say, because, of course, we did year-end predictions. Uh, and basically, Jack, see, it was you who smashed the year-end predictions like no one has in the history of the WNR. But, of course, we were having complaints. A lot of emails. A lot of people were saying that you should have had four points instead of two because you picked the people in AW. I I didn't agree with them. But, again, (laughs) if you have to listen to the public as it was. uh, But (laughs) what happens? This makes it even... (laughs) Again, so well done for that. So even if I give you another two points, that means we'd be level. But what makes it even better? I mean, like, to be... Well... <laughs> Go on. Oh, let's see. So how do you feel like that we're, we're level before I ruin it for you? <laughs> well, first of all, I was going to say, um, you know, with, with year-end predictions done, I feel like we should just kind of keep the scores as is. But I feel like the hashtag Justice for Jatsy actually worked. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to keep, like, the scoreboard as it as it was at the end of that podcast. But um, it's good to know that I've got I've got a bit of a team that agreed with me uh, on this that, uh, with the points there. <laughs> but the funny thing is, if we were level, so to speak, one thing we didn't account for was the fact that Charlotte became women's champion on the last edition of SmackDown to end the year. Oh, dear. <laughs> that is so unfair. And as I picked her for my raw that women's takes champion, a point from me, right? I, I would have had a point <laughs> extra for Charlotte. So instead of me beating you, it's Charlotte. So how about that? Oh my gosh, this bitch won't leave me alone, will she? Don't, me and her are never going to get on. She always comes comes around to ruin my high. Swear down, James. She's got a personal vendetta with me. I've taken this personally. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we don't talk about Charlotte. No, no, no. We don't talk about Charlotte. Uh, but we'll move no, on. No, we don't. <laughs> move on. Up next, our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is, of course, Monty. I bet you're buzzing for today, Monty, here. And we're going to review Wrestle Kingdom. Definitely. You know, uh, we do a lot of reviews, James, all uh, for the last few years. I've sat through a lot. I even did Impact for you, James. I did Impact. And I, I, told, I every time I think of Impact, I think about how a few years ago I thought they were out of, just out of business, literally done, and they're still around. Shout out to them for surviving as long as they have and continue to do. But, yes, I'm very, very excited. You're damn right. Reviewing Wrestle Kingdom – my favorite event for a long time and just a, another chance to show the world 
what makes uh, New Japan so special. This is this is New Japan at its best, Wrestle Kingdom, every year. And we're capping it off their 50th year with a bang with Wrestle Kingdom 17. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And uh, during Christmas, I'll just let you know that I watched quite a lot of New Japan events. And one of them was Rumble on 44th Street or the night before Rumble on 44th Street. I know, catchy title. And a certain wrestler caught my eye. Uh, and I just asked you, I mean, you can confirm or deny, but there was a wrestler here called Mighty Monty. And the way he moved around the ring, young man, of <laughs> <laughs> the New York area. Now, Monty, is there anything you want to tell the team before we start 2023? I have so you no hold, hold it back on I have no <laughs> connection. I, I, nothing. I have nothing to say about that. Even if I did, I would do it in a in the way that Sammy Zayn would do it. And I say I have no I have no knowledge of this individual. No knowledge of him. No he does wear a mask, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And he spells Monty M A N T E. But it is Monty pronunciation. <laughs> so like you said, we might have an El Generico situation here. But again, I'm glad you're here, Mighty Mo- uh, sorry, Monty for <laughs> New Japan. <laughs> last... So I think that's going to be your new nickname, Mighty Monty. <laughs> well, Mighty wow, Monty right indeed. Right up there with Mighty Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Anyway. Well, Last but by no means least, a woman who ended 2022 on fire and is looking to win everything in 2023. Yes, Gina's turning Japanese. I think Gina's turning Japanese. I really think so. Gina's turning Japanese. I think Gina's turning Japanese. I really think so. It is, of course, Gina. How you doing? Are you turning Japanese? Ready for Wrestle Kingdom here today? (laughs) <laughs> hey guys um yeah for sure i'm definitely gonna embody it i mean i've been to japan a couple of times so i definitely am gonna try and bring that bring that energy with me well, i think we're about to show that and, I, and i've got a little bit it's not beef between us at all but i've got i've got something to speak to you about really and uh, uh i just want, I don't want to know what's to talk about your twitter banner of course, you know, part of the dubbing our team. Uh, and I don't know what's worse, really, on your Twitter banner, not calling yourself part of Team WNR, or that you still love Ricky Starks. Now, I don't want to start, I know how upset you were to end 2022, but, I mean, how are you feeling about that? And maybe it's time to just let go, you know? I mean, I haven't updated my Twitter banner because I've completely forgotten about it, if I'm truly honest. <laughs> That's the only reason it's not been updated. But guys, I am still heartbroken. I will never trust another Ricky Starks out there. But he's still really hot, so I just can't. <laughs> I can't remove his name. Uh... I'll get over it soon enough, and he'll he'll be wiped from my memory. But for now, the love still lingers. No, I, I'm exactly the same with McIntyre. So I know how you're feeling there. But uh, we'll talk about we've got the entire team here. My man is nowhere near in the same pool as McIntyre. I'm sorry. I can't. He's not in the same pool. Yeah, you're right about that. And. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> said he don't measure up? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Drew is definitely Premier League. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're not starting that argument. 
We're not going to start arguing He's about this. He's about to get relegated, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we shall see, shan't we? You know? <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. I didn't plan this. Uh, what I did plan, though, was the show. The show we have today. Come on, we've got catch-up on Stardom, Tag League, New Year's Dash, and, of course, Wrestle Kingdom. So let's start with the historic... I thought it was called the historic X-Over until I started watching the event and then realised it's the historic crossover, which makes a lot more sense. Uh, November 26th, it was the first joint show between Stardom and New Japan. I did watch the entire event, but Monty, this was historic even in your eyes. I know we talked about it because it is the first time these two companies have actually worked uh, together under the same banner. Right, yeah, man, like, even as you guys call me a daddy, but like, come on, man. Like, I've only been watching it consistently for six years. So, yeah, it's by comparison to most, I, I probably am. But this was like an unprecedented, especially not only just in the last six years, but ever, like you just mentioned, between the two promotions. And to see uh, the two be- the two biggest and two most prominent Japanese promotions uh, representing women and men, you know, in, in the world to do a show together, like you said, uh, it was a lengthy show, good five-hour show, but it was worth it because it was special. There's a lot of things that uh, I had never seen before, a lot of people, new faces from stardom, people that I was trying to learn myself. So uh, this was a fun ride for me because, like, I want, I've always been interested in some of these names. It was finally, it was finally, it was great to finally put a face or to watch them uh, wrestle after knowing that name, I've heard of a lot of these women before, so to hear, see them in the ring with a lot of our New Japan favorites. And this was also worked double, too, because right after this tag league started, so this was a preview in some cases for some of the tag teams that would be in tag league because we saw a lot of those uh, situations where they were involved uh, on the card, too. So, yeah, it was uh, definitely a historic night for both promotions. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt. And just a quick notes from it. Zach Savage Jr. had a blast with Julia Beating Siriu and Tom Law, a really good match. Lord Gideon Gray mixing it with Shingo, Naito, Hiramu was an absolute <laughs> I thought, does he actually know where he is? Show to him and put on a crib. Best performance coming up short versus yes. Will Gray. And of course, the IWGP Women's Championship. Kari defeating Mayu Itani in a fantastic way to introduce their belt. Yeah, it's your Matt Wall with incredible themes running throughout. Um, and this is the thing. I mean, Jaxie, did you see. That this match with Kari winning the the title for the first time. I know the whole event was about five hours long, but to see yeah. it, to see it treated like this, I think mm. it's a great matchup. Definitely, it was a really great uh, match. I hadn't seen much of Kyrie's opponent before, so this was a great way to introduce her to me. Um, you know, it's definitely piqued my interest with um, you know watching the G One and getting a chance to um, start looking at Stardom as well. Um, but I think that this was just an excellent match. It really showed off well. I'm really, gra- really glad to see Kyrie be the first uh, champion winner in this case. Yeah, I think about that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love women's wrestling, and with like impact as we talked about, it's always been the best. But for 2023, English commentary and access to stardom events, I think will open up another new door uh, to the WWE. Like I said, being the kind of biggest eye opener mm. for me being able to actually watch talent before the kind of USA like gobbles them up and you see the real emotion in the match as well. Exactly, yeah. It's um it's just been quite a, an interesting year for wrestling in general. Um and now at the beginning of twenty twenty three is just 
it's more looking like an exciting year ahead of what's to come. Yeah, without a doubt. But we're still going to finish up 2022. Look at the Tag League now, because New Japan announced a combined World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League, uh, which started November 21st and conclude December 14th. 17 shows in total. Uh, so the main Tag League... As, I mean, Monty, how long has this Tag League been going on? It's just basically no one contenders to uh, face the Tag Champions at Wrestle Kingdom, which is another very clever way of doing it. But has this kind of been like a traditional yeah. thing that happens throughout the years? Yeah, I think this is on its 10th year. This year would be, it started like in 2012 with, uh, uh, you would never guess who was the tandem to, to win the first <laughs> with Godo. You would, Godo and Carl Anderson, of all people, you would not think they would be the tandem. But uh, yeah, just, that was back in Carl Anderson's chaos days, and he was a babyface. But yeah, uh, so uh, that, that's so random. <laughs> right, exactly. It's very random. But uh, now, when you think about it, but Godo, uh, who's uh, in this in this situation, uh, he's done it plenty of times, but like over just over in this last decade. But to see all these teams together, like you said, it's such a masterful way to narrow down uh, who do you want to be your contenders, even as champions to compete with everybody. It's the thing that's what kind of bummed me out about FTR not being in. The uh, their heavyweight tag leagues because usually the champions are in there kind of like you saw with Catch 22 was able to be in the junior tag league. They were able to fight most of their uh, most of New Japan's uh, tag teams, really the rest of them, and almost had a chance at the end now to be in the finals. So uh, and possibly choose their opponents for Wrestle Kingdom. Like that's the caveat if you're a champion if you win. So it's a chance that rarely happens, but it's a chance kind of like in the G1. For that to happen, so uh, it's all—it's an awesome idea, and it's always a great, fun way for New Japan to kind of flex how well they put together tag team wrestlers. Okay, so we got the teams for the main. So we had Bish. I might butcher some of these names. I do apologize. I'm get a little bit better. Uh, Bishamon, which is mm-hmm. Goto and Yoshihashi. Mm-hmm. You had House of Torture, mm-hmm. which is Evil Yuroho Takahashi. I, I want to get this name by the end of the year. I'm going to set myself. I got <laughs> Los Ingo. You know Naito and Sonada, their, their team. <laughs> <laughs> Los Ingo. Some people just say Los Ingo because they give up to. <laughs> no, I want it. I want it all. That's that's what. Los Ingubernable. Los Ingubernable. There you go. I'm going to work. Ingubernable. But that's yeah. uh, close enough. Yeah. Aaron Hanare, <laughs> Great Okan from United Empire. Bebop Tag Team Toriano and Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> Aussie Open, Mark Davis and Carl Fletcher. Suzuki Goon, Lance Archer and, of course, Minoru Suzuki. Bullet Club, Bad Luck Farley and Chase Owens. Uh, the Mighty Don't Nil, Shane Haste and Mike, Mikey Nicholas. It's interesting to see these guys because, of course, they were TAM61 back in yes. NXT in the day. Gabriel of course, Kidd. Slapjack. <laughs> Gabriel Kidd <laughs> and Alex Coughlin honestly two guys that are great there as well so Gina out of those team are we going to get on to the results and anything like that but Gina for you who would be your pick to face FTR at that moment in time just talk about the names um, is one of the teams the, the United Empire team Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, them, those, those guys. I can't remember their names. Sorry. Hinare and Great Okan. We bow to Great Okan, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But definitely. I would love to see that, to be honest, straight up. And then we've got the Junior Super Tag League as well. 
which had catch. Is it catch twenty two? Is that what it is, Monty? Yeah. Yes, catch twenty two. Yeah. Which is the character. Catch me, me in Japan. TJ, <laughs> we've got Leo Rush and Yoel. Uh, of course, we've got Bushy and Titan for Los Ingos. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Club A, Austin Chris Bay, uh, Flying Tiger. Robert Eagles and Tiger, Tiger Mask, House of Torture, Dick Togo, yes, that one, and Show, <laughs> Wild Hips, which is Taguchi, and Clark Connors. How fucking random. <laughs> um, Suzuki Gun, which is Dookie, and Yoshinubi Kanemura, get it. And the Wooden Stick, or Wooden Spoon, Kushida giving Kevin Knight to team with, uh, <laughs> and L. Lindemann. And Alex Zane, which is crazy there. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Junior, Gina again. Anybody standing out there, Gina, on the junior tag side that you thought they might be your winners? Yeah, I mean, I really liked um, the look of Leo Rush and Yo. They they just kind of stood out to me, and I really enjoyed kind of seeing them tag together. Um, so they were at the top of my list. Well, my uh, history when it comes to picks in tournaments hasn't been great. So I picked and followed <laughs> Bay and Ace throughout. Uh, and don't worry, guys, I'm not going to put you through it now. But in a couple of weeks' time on the Impact podcast, I will be reviewing every match that they had in the Junior Sweet. Tag League. I bet people can't wait for that. Uh, <laughs> and of course, this being New Japan... Going into the last match, of course, it was a five-way, five-way tie for first place. <laughs> uh, Rush and Yo, Austin and Bay, Zane and Lindemann, Bushy Tight and TJP and Akira all went to the final night of the round-robin action on December 10th with a 6-2 record and 12 points. Zane and Lindemann lost to Kenomura and Dookie, while Yo and Roosh defeated Bushy yep. and Titan. Austin and Bay defeated TJP. So, my boys beat the champions Thank you very much. Uh, so, Yoan Rush, uh, uh, Rush, Rush, fucking hell, the pronunciation of it. Bay and Austin finished with seven wins and 14 points, setting up the final showdown between the two teams. Monty, there was any really surprise there, was there? You know, it was tight, like, like you said there at the end, but I did think that these were probably the two best teams probably consistently that would make a great final of contenders for the titles. Because, like, the only other team you could say that probably would have made more sense would have been the champs themselves. So, yeah, I think uh, th- these two teams coming out on top at the end were is the good final to have. Yeah. Well, as for the main tag league, we see Bisherman uh, will face Aussie Open on December 14th. Uh, on the final night around Robin, we saw Naito Sanada needed to win to remain in the hunt. Lost to Evil and Takahashi in the semi-main event. Then Bishman defeated the Mighty Duck Nil in the main event to secure the spot against Aussie Open on December 14th. Um, Goto and Yoshihashi won the 2021 World Tag League last year, defeating Mm -hmm. House of Tortures, Evil and Takahashi in the final. This is Aussie Open's first time competing in the tournament. Jaxi, it won't be their last because one thing that we have really taken away from 2022 as well is how good Aussie Open not only are, but will be and definitely deserve their place mm. in the mind. Oh, definitely. Um, I think they proved it, uh, like, um, piqued everyone's interest, just even turning up at Forbidden Door, you know. Um, you could just see how how well they work together. 
they're a really solidified unit, especially, you know, kind of coming across um, with Will Osprey. They they come across as such a, a solidified team. So I have no doubt that um, Aussie Open are just going to be having uh, quite an impact on 2023 going forward. Without a shadow of a doubt. Well, we get the Tag League Finals on December 14th. We get Alex Zane and El Linderman defeating Oaya and Futura. Fuck it. Good, close enough. Shane Hayes and Michael Nicholas defeated Kevin Knight and Kushida. Good to see the original TMDK. Akira, TJP, Greater Karnam and Hanare defeated Gabriel Kidd, Alex Cotland, Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask. Dookie, Kanamura, Lance Archer and Suzuki defeated Evil, Shodik Togo and Taka. After the match, Suzuki took a microphone to make an announcement. He spoke of the faction's history, knowledge of development of the members under the umbrella of Suzuki Goon. To end this somber promo, Suzuki announced the faction would disband at the end of the year. Uh, Monty, what does that mean? Does that mean Suzuki's retiring? Or is it, again, has Suzuki Goon just run its, you know, uh, is it time to end it? Yeah, it's the latter. Uh, Suzuki, Nor Suzuki said uh, for 11 years they, they ran crazy in New Japan, and really across Japan, because at some point, at one point they were so bad they got exiled from New Japan and was sent to, <laughs> to another promotion to run rampant over there. And I think it was Noah at times. Anyway, like I said, Suzuki's going has been uh, a menace to most rosters for a while, for at least the last uh, 11 years. And uh, you know, so he, like he said, his goal in New Japan was to use his army. That's what Suzuki Doon is, uh, his army. He used his army to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That they've always come close. He won. He won the IC belt. You know, he battled Okada to a draw for the. You know, at once before, but you know, never won that belt. So you know, he thought that the 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 group as as itself at that time had run its course. You know, everyone had come so far. You know, even people like Doki over the last three years have came a long way as far as, like, popularity and just how much people believe in him as a wrestler. El Desperado, uh, you know, we know about Zack Sabre Jr. And you have Lance Archer all the way in AW. So, again, it's just a lot of reasons why it just makes most sense for him in, in, in this state to end Suzuki Goon and continue on his path alone uh, or possibly doing other things in the future. Uh, he may not be alone. We'll see what happened as time goes on. But, yeah, everyone is splitting up. They're going their own way. And uh, at going into this new year into wrestling in 2023, everyone, every member of Suzuki Goon will be having, uh, you know, different responsibilities now, possibly even fighting each other. You'll see people like Tachi and Zack Sabre Jr., who are great tag team together, possibly opponents again. And they'll still have love for each other because of Suzuki Goon. But, you know... <laughs> they're gonna fight so yeah <laughs> so, uh suzuki goon is over uh but it's, a, it's all just a new chapter he's not retiring he said he will not leave until he win the iwgp heavyweight championship so uh suzuki you're not getting rid of suzuki that easy right. well we see Ty, uh, titan bushi sonata and naito defeating clark connors taguchi yano and tanahashi then Ishimori, Dick Togo, Jay White, Bullet Club, defeated Masawato, Tamatonga, and Kazuchika Okada. This was a very good match. Jay White left them all laying and stood at his neck. We had the Never Openweight Championship, Carl Anderson defeating Hikaleu, 
Carl didn't come back to drop titles, I guess. This was a surprise. He cut a promo afterwards, declaring himself the greatest never overweight champion. He said he would be champion for all time until Tamatonga walked out. They went uh, Tama tried for the gun stun, bounced in reverse and hit one of his own. And they announced he would face Tama at the Tokyo Dome. And again, I was a little bit surprised. I mean, Gina, we've, we've seen Carl Anderson go back to WWE. I thought that kind of be one and done. And for him to actually have a match at Wrestle Kingdom, do you think Tama's the right choice over Hikileu if he is going to drop the championship? I mean, it's hard for me to say, really, because, again, I'm still kind of new coming into the storyline, so I don't know sort of the historical background that this these guys all have. Um, but I'm excited by both Tamatonga and Hikaleo. So for me, I wasn't truly bothered on which one because I was happy to see both of them. But um, I don't know. I think I, I think I was still happy with Tama getting it. So. Yeah. I just think he's maybe a little bit more experienced. Like I said, a little bit more. He deserves it after the year he had. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The year he um, had, from yeah. what I saw, he was on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think as well, just to sort of add my little two piece in here um, with regards to that, I think it was probably the better choice for Tamatonga, considering the fact that he had dealt with the betrayal from the Bullet Club, you know, Worked his way back up, really tried uh, his hardest against Jay White. Didn't really like manage to defeat him or, um, or take that belt. But we just we knew that he wasn't done, you know. And by just getting this one up over Carl Anderson, is a one up over the Bullet Club again. Um, Hikaleo, I have no doubt, would have been a great champion, but I don't think he needs it right now. I think with the current run that Tamatonga had, he really need like needed a chance to be able to win some gold you know or deserved it at least at this point yeah i would agree and then we get the super junior tag league finals my boys chris bay and ace austin for the bullet club versus leo as they uh started to become which i didn't mind uh but my impact boys come up just short but what a run they had ace and bay have it in spades and i don't know what it is but it's think about leo i just don't like and i can't i don't know what it is but i just i don't know just don't know about him. But uh, I thought my Impact Boys were unlucky. But Monty, instead of me being biased, Bay and uh, Austin performed fantastically, not only in this match, but in the tournament as a whole. Yeah, they represented themselves re- really well. And I, they, they the entire time, they represented Impact. So I thought that was great, too. You know, uh, And they were one of the best and definitely one of the highlights of the tournament. They were definitely, if they're both available, We'll be getting invited back. Probably you'll probably see them before the tournament that uh, they actually did so good. So you know, because usually when you score really high in uh, in those tournaments in in New Japan, that usually means uh, you know they have really they have a lot of belief in what you're capable of. And I think, like I said, if they're both available and they are and they decide to come back, you will see more of them uh, at the top of your car. And honestly, if you obviously, and I don't mind it. You're very biased, but the only thing I have to say for you to say that about Leo after that match, because that match <laughs> was really good. No, no, no. Like, it's, that, that there's match no doubt. Really good. There's no doubt he's talented. But I, it's fine. But it's fine. you know, two oh five live, seeing him and being like, yeah, impressive. Seeing his NXT, yeah, you know, just 
I just, I don't know. I just, I expect in two months' time for him to have an argument with management and walk away and retire again. You well, know? you see, that's fair. That's fair. I, you never know what to expect. Now, that, I'm not saying that. Yeah, exactly. But as far as like what he does when he's there, like in the ring, like no. That's unlikable. Great, he's un- I, yeah, just... I should say he's more unlikable. All right, I yeah, don't like him. Not... <laughs> I just wouldn't invite <laughs> him to a party. Yeah, it could probably be late anyway. But <laughs> I chose Team Leo, not just be only reason. Really, it wasn't even did. about. It wasn't really even about Leo though. It was more so about Yo, who after picking this up, won his fourth one, his fourth Super Junior Tag League. <laughs> Yo is a super junior tag team specialist. And by the way, he's only been around this for is his like five years. Did you let anybody so. know that, Monty? And this is a bone I'm going to pick Why up would I tell you that? Why didn't you let anybody know that? Hey? <laughs> it wasn't relevant. You, sh- you know he's, you should know he he's had a different partner every time yeah. he's won. Yeah, it was well, Show. Yeah. Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Show the tag team partner. Yeah, Rapongi 3K. Yeah, and Show turned his back on yeah, thanks for um, Monty. Yeah, see, Monty didn't help us yet again. Like it'd be it'd be the equivalent of us watching I know, WrestleMania. You could have given us yeah, watching old WrestleMania <laughs> and picking the Undertaker's opponent. You know, and Monty just laughing and going, "Oh, don't you, don't you picked against the Undertaker?" Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. Well, while it, it's no fun if I give it away, if I just say, "Ah, this guy always wins it," so go with him. Oh, fucking hell! No. Like Try your that. best. The Believe t- in someone. The, the tag titles have changed ten times at Wrestle Kingdom. No one fucking let me know. Hey <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, well, we'll get to that. You pick <laughs> it up as you go. You pick yeah. it up as you go. Well, who would face FTR at Wrestle Kingdom? We found out, well, Tag League Finals, Yoshihashi and Hiroko Gotu Bishman defeating Mark Davis and Carl Fletcher was the open. Um, this was, again, a fantastic match. Jaxie, did you see the match? And for me, Bishman is something that I've not seen a lot of in New Japan. You know, the Tag Team X, but this is my kind of first experience of them. And I was pretty impressed because I know what Aussie Open can do. And I thought it was a good match as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Again, I really thought Aussie Open were going to win it here. Um, it was a, it was a really great match, and I didn't uh, a lot of the time there was like certain moments that just came out of nowhere. So there was a few like real sort of jump surprises that just worked really well. Um, but overall, great match. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Also, Goto's fourth. <laughs> <laughs> And again, and think think about this: really? best chemistry Goto has ever had with a partner since he teamed with Shibata, his best friend. So there you go. Who he also won one week. Okay, so how many way. times has he won with uh, Yoshihashi? Then? That's two now. So he got one last year. Okay. Got this one with Yoshihashi. So that he got one with Shibata, and then the one I told you about with Carl. <laughs> right. So year end, Zombie <laughs> put Goto down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tag League Specialist. Gotto and Yo. Gotto and Yo. Got it. Gotto and Yo. Don't forget that. Uh, so that is Tag League. As I said, but all we got is Wrestle Kingdom. But a bit of news, uh, because I don't know if we spoke about Unpod or not. Uh, I think we did mention it. The Greater Khan is the undisputed British heavyweight champion. Yes. Uh, Rev Pro have given it to our hero, or your hero and mine, Greater Khan. Uh, this will be very interesting to see what they do here, but I'm not going to argue with it. You know, if he wants to be <laughs> British champion, uh, he can be <laughs> all he wants. It's fine. You know, that man, we talked about it, Monty. That man made magic 
on Twitter in 2022, and I can't think of a better representation <laughs> of Britain in 2023 than a guy that rides a massive penis. You know? <laughs> oh my god! I don't think I need Man's to add. After that. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I also want to add this, though. I do want to say this about this thing. The Great O'Connor did not beat who was the actual yeah, champion. We know, so we know. We'll Ricky see what Knight, happens. Ricky Knight was out. He was. I know. He's solid. <laughs> okay, you. I, all right, I'm just giving Ricky some. I'm just saying. You, come on, he's a British champion. You're supposed to be defending. Please, him. Why yeah. Can you explain uh, to us going movies, to... like what happened? Because I don't know what happened. <laughs> You gonna explain it? Yeah, you gonna explain it, Monty? Go on. Well, it's, it's, it's still in the bridge. He wasn't there. I don't know exactly why. Right. I don't Zach watch Zodiac, who, who wasn't there, who took the place of Ricky Knight Jr., who wasn't <laughs> at the card. So Zach Zodiac lost it to Greater Khan to lose the so, undisputed British. Obviously, Ocon is gonna have to fight Ricky at some point. That's all I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> he could oh, very well okay. beat his but, ass too. We'll see. <laughs> they're all connected. Like I said, it's 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 it is um, Soraya's um, brother and or sorry, yeah, it, yeah, uh, right? Yeah, niece yeah. or nephew, nephew. That's what it is. She's the auntie. Yeah, something there like you go. that. That's, yeah, that's there it's, go. it's all any uh, nights you hear in British wrestling. That's who they're all based are on, based probably on. related. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're from all from okay. Norwich. They're all related. <laughs> 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 that's, that's that's what happens. Uh, so the last I news... mean, it, it makes Britain sound like really wrong when you, when you say it like that. But yeah, we're but... not not <laughs> Not web feet or anything. Just you know, just related. You know, <laughs> like they do in other places. I'm sure in America as well. There'll be that'll be. Anyway, definitely. We talk about the main event of the. A New Japan show of the year was the final match for Suzuki Goon. An eight-man tag match saw all members pit against one another. As that Sabre Jr., Taichi, Kenemaru, and Duki faced Takamichi and Elder's brother, Lance Archer, and Suzuki himself, uh, which again was a very, very fun match indeed. Uh, we <laughs> saw all eight men uh, giving the appropriate gesture after the match as well, uh, which was to go out, Monty. Do you know what I mean? A team, um, after all this, standing in the ring, like I said, moving on to uh, bigger and better things, hopefully, in 2023. Exactly. And this is unspeakable, by the way. They were villains. Like I said, exile. They were hated. The people, the crowd, even Suzuki mentioned it when they were cheer for them after this match at the anniversary. You know, like at, I mean, at the send-off match and the people were cheering, he was even like, oh, so you cheer us now. No more die, Suzuki, die. And all of that. So, <laughs> you know, they were villains, hated. So just to show that just show you how great and how much respect they gained over a decade of just hard work and just being those, you know, great villains and just they most of the time, as a matter of fact, even when they're kind of baby faced these last few years, they were still doing <laughs> the same stuff. So they didn't change. The people just kind of liked it now. So yeah, anyway, the point is Suzuki Goon is a legendary faction. Uh, I didn't even mention this earlier, but uh, shout out to Shelton X Benjamin, who's a former member. Uh, they even uh, showed love to him on social media because he was in Suzuki Goon back in the day. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's a nice send off, like you said. The fact that a, a fact, I mean, like think about that. WWE does these anniversary shows with like DX every now and then and all that type of stuff, but this is like a 
we were, they're not going to fight anymore. Let's just give them the ring. Let's let them all have it out <laughs> and send them off on their on their own way. Yeah. And uh, it's just beautiful. I really like that because I, I wasn't even used to seeing the things like this happen because it hasn't happened. Uh, I haven't even been able to see a faction split up like this. So yeah. this is and great. Like you said, and it shows the respect for Suzuki and the calls. Yes, respect. That's yeah, and again, you're not going to tell him he can't do it. <laughs> exactly. Happen, Who's going to stop him? Who's going to have a word? Uh, so we move on and we talk about the you know Wrestle Kingdom being the big event at the start of January, but uh, first event in January, January first, was from Noah, which of uh, course was headlined by the great Muta versus Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Uh, I don't know if anybody actually watched the match, but I got a chance uh, to see it. Great entrances. Uh, drums and violin playing in Nakamura. Uh, Gina, when you look at something like this, you think, how can they not do this for Nakamura in WWE? It just makes him a bigger star, and he's not even done anything in the ring yet, just through his entrance. It is true, for sure. Like, you see this, and you kind of just get reminded on how big Nakamura actually still is and how many people still truly love him. And you just see him on this platform, and it's a complete different feeling to just seeing what his how his character was portrayed in in the WWE sector, you know, and um, yeah, I don't know what they're doing wrong, but they just seem to be missing all the best bits. They they don't utilize the talent that they've got. They just kind of throw them away, and then we get reminded of this just greatness that 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 actual character can like bring with them. Mm. So yeah, it's just another missed shot by WWE. Well, we'll like I said, we'll talk about the match in itself, but hopefully Nakamura can get more exposure like this in WWE in 2023. The certainly looked impressive enough. It was a New Year event uh, at the Budokan Hall. The finish of the match had Nakamura kicking out of Muta's Shining Wizard, which basically no one ever does, uh, who was misted by Muta during the match, retaliated with a mist of his own after basically sucking it out of Muta's mouth, uh, hitting him with it, and then pinning him with the Kinshasa after the match, Nakamura thanked Muta, calling him his idol, celebrated in the ring briefly, and both posed as the show went off the air. Of course, it's Nakamura's first match outside of WWE since 2017. And while doing press for this match, Nakamura called the agreement a miracle, noting it wouldn't have happened under the previous Vincent Mann regime. Uh, Keijin Muta will next appear at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, teaming. Oh, that's the match we're going to see soon. But he will have two retirement shows. One's of the great Muta on January 22nd, when he will team with Sting and Darby Allen. <laughs> then another as Keiji Muti on February 21st at the Tokyo Dome. I mean, I'm happy as it, as long as he doesn't use like disgusting slurs we saw afterwards. But Jaxi, uh, they do string it out a little bit in Japan. Diamond <laughs> I mean, what are your I mean, thoughts? I was. I, 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 I'm just quite shocked to hear that you say that he's got like another two retirement matches. I thought this was. I thought this was. No. There. No, they do it big in Japan, man. They give you a farewell tour, not just a match. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. I mean. You've got to really have kind of a lot of history to be able to warrant like three different retirement matches. That being said, I'd be excited to see him team with Darby Allen and um, Sting. Who was it? What's the other match that he's got? I haven't announced it yet, but it'd probably be. I don't know. I'm not uh, sure who they'd be able to use, but um, we've. I mean, it's a couple of months to book it. 
yeah. I mean, again, fair play to him for, you know, getting a chance to sort of maybe live out some last minute sort of dream matches that you might w- have mm-hmm. wanted um, is always exciting. And just to know that, you know, Hunter probably was the one to be able to allow Nakamura to be able to do this. You just got to show a little bit of appreciation because we could have missed this thanks to a bitter old man. So, um, you know, a- a- again, a big shout out to uh, Hunter for allowing uh, Nakamura to be able to be part of something so iconic and something that means so much to him um, and his wrestling career. Uh, it would have been such a shame if he hadn't been allowed to have um, had that match with uh, Muta. Without a doubt. Well, now, if you think you've had a bad uh, end of 2022 into 2023, then just spare a second for FTR because <laughs> they were yeah. the greatest things going for the majority of the year. Uh, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> final battle with Ring of Honor, losing the Ring of Honor tag team titles to the Briscoes. Of course, losing to the Arse Boys on Dynam, which again mm-hmm. seemed like a drug fueled rampage, so to speak. I don't know that why. That was just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, just like, come yeah. on. Even Vince didn't do that to them. Like, come on. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I still think, no, I still think that Vince did worse. Vince, no, uh, you know, had a whole boys. segment of them waxing each other's no. backs. I think that's probably a, a, a much more degrading, no. uh, like, moment for FTR. <laughs> however, no, it's however, not. we all knew yeah, that there was a we, we, we always knew there was going to be a downfall at some point for FTR. It's just such a shame that, like, this downfall has happened sooner rather than later, in my opinion. Yeah, well, they went to, uh, like I said, defend the AAA World Tag Team titles against Dragon Lee and uh, Dralistico on the AAA show from Acapulco uh, on December 28th and unfortunately did lose the championships, uh, which, again, is a bit weird because Dragon Lee has announced WWE as well, but FTR's reign as AAA World Tag Team Champions came to, comes to an end at 438 days. Uh, so hopefully they'll do well. I mean, whoever's gone for them at Wrestle Kingdom must be really, really smart. Uh, but we'll see what happens because, like I said, it is Wrestle Kingdom time. Well, I say that. It's not it's not the main show yet. It's the press conference beforehand. Uh, of course, the biggest news coming out of it was a Sabre Jr. has blonde hair. I think we're all shocked. Gina, I know you're a big Zack Sabre Jr. fan. And seeing with blonde hair, I mean, it must... I mean, that was the biggest news from the press conference, wasn't it, you know? I didn't care for it. (laughs) Oh, Oh, poor Zach. Poor Zach. No, um, the biggest news was... That was all... (laughs) (laughs) Can we we also just take a second to actually... um, You know, Zach Sabre Jr. stole the blonde off of Yo. Okay, because Yo turned up with dark hair. I didn't even know that was Yo. Monty, I did not know that was Yo. He did not look like him, like with the brown hair. And him and Leo Rush obviously <laughs> both had the blonde hair going. I was like, who the yeah. is this? And it's Yo. I was like, no, we don't look right. Go, go back. Go back to blonde. I don't like the brunette, Yo. Go back to blonde, please. Do you think they literally swapped? Back? They went, hang on. What? We've got an idea. Like, that just it literally thing. felt like it. It felt like Zach bit yeah. slash yo and took the colour from him. 
it, it, it felt like that for sure. Like, can we just go back? I think Zach I was going for Super Saiyan Blonde. Yes, yes, maybe. You know, he wanted to do a Vegeta, you know? like. But, I mean, I don't even mind Zack Sabre Jr. with the blonde hair, but yo, go back to the blonde hair, please. Well, the big, <laughs> that was the biggest news for us at the press conference, but apparently they're the same girls. Uh, <laughs> was Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. Uh, and this, what Will Ospreay is, I mean, I have watched this, I don't know, seven or eight times now. I, I'm trying to write it down as my prime of the year because what Will had to say, Things. It, oh, yeah. it's just fucking brilliant. So I'm going to try to do so. First up, you just see him first and foremost. We've all done it at a table arguing with a family member when that member doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you just... You just can't stop <laughs> yourself, and you get up, and you get in their face straight away, and it's just you like, just lose your shit. Yeah, it's like you've lost all control, and you, you've you got the shakes, and you everybody's watching, and you don't care, and it's just you and that person. And uh, Will said, "No, no, fucking listen to me, Don Callis. First of all, uh, you little cunt, shut your fucking mouth." <laughs> 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 Listen, you know, you have no fucking idea in a mental this state. What he thought space. Seriously. He was oh. like so <laughs> It was like Don just got bitch slapped. <laughs> it was. He said uh, it was going to go 15 hour and a half hour flight because there's a fucking war going on in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, after that was cut around the fucking airport for four hours to prove uh, I had negative for COVID. I had a fucking doctor's note saying that I didn't have it. I had to stay 14 fucking days in a hotel with no bigger broom cupboard. Uh, it's talking about having to watch his best friend's uh, funeral on a fucking tablet as well. Uh, you sit there. You fucking sit there and belittle me, you little cunt. How fucking dare you? You've no the slightest idea what I've gone through. Uh, again, this was just... I mean, Monty, this doesn't happen every time. Press <laughs> This was... This was just excellent. This was like the opposite. Entertaining the same, but the opposite of like CM Punk's all out press conference. You know what I mean? Like the media scrum. Yeah. But just as real though. But just oh, as yeah. real. Yeah. You know, you know, that's the thing about it. I think that's what you felt. That's what everybody felt from that clip was just how authentic. And you're right, it's not always that heated. It's definitely not always to that point. But the press conferences are always a great insight into the story that they're going to try to tell at Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, I love this segment because it ties into what we got the next night perfectly. And uh, you're right. Will was great. But but what the Kenny, the asshole, the, the amount of assholery that Kenny was before that in Japanese oh, and yeah. making the Japanese person <laughs> speak English to Osprey, you know, again, saying that these are his people. Even though Will has been the one who stayed by these people and was here during oh, the roughest so part ever, but Kenny was like, "No, no, this is these are my people. I, I just come I, basically. He walks right in, and everything is still the same. This is still his world. And oh, and you know, Osprey, like you said, he was seething at that, and you can see it. And it was it, the emotion was great, but it was real as hell. And uh, I also heard noticed this in in Omega's comments after the match, which I'll get into later that he kind of could call back into something that had this got to him to the point to where he brought it up after the match too what 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 Osprey did 
before this match. So it just shows you how much emotion and just how real that actually was. And it was just great, great stuff, man. Like you said, there's nothing like it. That's the that's the beauty of it. That's what I love about New Japan's press conferences or anytime you get a chance to actually get them to speak because it's just much so much realer than any other promotion when you get them to speak. Like even AEW, I know AEW is mostly unscripted, but I don't even to some extent they're still trying to entertain. In New Japan, that goes out of the window when they want to tell the story. Well, this is the thing. First of all, like you said, credit for Kenny Omega speaking Japanese. Like, fair play to that. Um, but like you talk about, it, it's me mm. watching it, all of us, and going, look, we all know wrestling's predetermined, but those two really fucking don't like each other. You saw Don Callis fucking run that list. If, if it's all worked, then fair fucking play. Whoever's wrote the script for that then needs to start doing, like, major motion movies and stuff. Uh, Will losing his shit, a lot of reasons, but the mic issues and Kenny correcting him, but then having problems with the mics after. That, that, that didn't make me laugh. But like I said, it was just... It, Jackson, it's unlike anything we've seen. And I say we as a collective noun, but, like... like oh, for real. Monty talks about, you know, with AEW, WWE. This was saying even before, and it added... Mm to I can't wait you know we were like I can't wait to see the match and now it's like I can't wait (laughs) exactly it was one of those things that for even for me this went up on my Instagram stories like I was legit just so like you know I was completely 100% invested and you know I just like you I watched the promo about seven or eight times because I could just feel the complete passion uh coming out of Will and I was just like so anticipating imagining how this match is going to go you know and you know we'll we'll get into the um, match soon um, and discuss in, in further depth but i mean i i need a i need a match too between these two do you know what i mean that was it it was just gino it was excellent wasn't it you know we talk about all the build from new japan this past couple of months and then that was just cherry on top on the eve of wrestle kingdom for sure, definitely was all that everybody talked about the rest of that evening, you know, and it just made the anticipation for the show even more special, I guess. Yeah, well, I think we've had enough anticipation, so we're going to get onto it right now. We're going to start with the pre-show, and it won't. I, I guess they do it. <laughs> Monty might know more than me, but I think they edit the English one uh when they do the the replay of the show so to speak because it was about five and a half hours it came up but the commentary did say oh, we're about an hour and 40 away from pre-show said so cutting the gaps between it do you know monty have i put you on the spot there please help uh for in this particular case you did because usually it is something like that but uh in this case for wrestle kingdom i want to say that they were uh I don't, I don't, I want to say they were there because they were at, uh, you know, they were there for New Year's Dash also. So I want to believe that they were there live, but uh, I'm not sure if they're doing the edit thing or anything like that. No, okay. Like I said, the show, once it started for a five and a half show, did go to brisk pace. So I don't know if I said. Yeah, that, that initial hour for the kickoff is always one like things. I don't know why it was like that, but. It was a delay live, so you was you were much. If you didn't watch it live, you <laughs> you actually avoided an entire waste of late wasteful hour if you tried to wake up on time. Right. Luckily for exactly. me, I was I was late anyway. That's not an issue. <laughs> well, we start start with a pre-show because we had Bolton Oleg versus Rihu Oyawa. 
Uh, and this was a time limit draw, three-minute time limit. Uh, Oleg opened his debut with heavy grappling, taking a quick league. Oleg Summer held his own, especially towards the three minutes. Uh, Oleg gave me Nikita Kolov vibes. I'm showing my age there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> this, I mean, Gina, will you like me? What the fuck is this? <laughs> I was so confused. I, I was I was heavily confused watching that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't know either. No, seriously, like yeah, I did look it up. And Kazakhstan. No, it was a confusing opening match. I yeah. I didn't really get the end, like how it end, how things ended. I really no. don't. All I know is that he's Kazakhstanian. He's 29. Competed in the 2022 Wrestling World Championships, finishing fifth. But he did win the Senior Asian Championship in 2021. We know how big that is. Uh, Monty, what, what was this? Was this just fit filling? It was, a, it was an exhibition. It was a three-minute exhibition for the debut in Bolting Oleg, who you just ran off a lot of great statistics about. So you see why he's getting a debut on the Wrestle Kingdom's, uh, you know, stage. Uh, it's kind of like what they did with Shibata. Oh, so they, Shibata so they, get, 10 minutes. they only get like three minutes. Yeah, it was only a three-minute exhibition. It was just basically showing what... Oleg has been working on. It wasn't really meant to be like a serious like match. Uh, they started to yeah, get well, that makes sense then, because on, but yeah, but it was just a graphic. Yeah, I, gameplay, I, I really literally didn't at. know who won. Yeah, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one. No, no one wins. Confused. I was confused why no one won, so I didn't realize like that right. was the kind of match it was set up to be. I, so when there was just a draw, I was like, why? Do they do debuts like that often? Like, just hold three-minute Well, matches first of all, for... it's very rare to get a debut like that at Wrestle Kingdom for a young lion. So for him to be in that spot, okay. yeah, it was really cool for him, for the, like, for both of them guys to be leading off the show. Usually young lions are on yeah. the show, but it's uh, usually in, uh, in the Battle Royal, and they probably don't do much, you know, for the most part. But for them to get a singles display... At Wrestle Kingdom, uh, like you said, it was just an ex- exhibition. The young lions actually, when they're fighting each other, even you know, every now and then, most for the most part, one young lion goes over on the other. But it's been many years. Like for example, Yo and Show end up being tag team partners down the line. But when they were both young lions, they used to draw each other all the time. <laughs> like they would just fight. It wouldn't be three minutes, but it would be like fifteen minute draws and stuff like that. So it sometimes that happens with young lions where they just no, neither one is better than the other, and they just kind of fight it out. So, yeah, a draw is not the letdown in Japan that it is in America. Yeah, the equivalent (laughs) in America or whatever it would be like, the two-minute squash match, I guess, like three moves and then, you know, squash the guy and move on with this. (laughs) Yeah, but this is purely an exhibition. Just just grapple, get into your stuff, and yeah. Yeah. Well, Most of the time, it's like it's a sign a that they're trying to figure out it. how to put the rest of the match together for the young lion. Monty, I will yeah. say, we are glad you're here. We're out of shadow of a doubt. Because, <laughs> like I said, the, the Rambo that's coming up as well was me just going, huh? <laughs> no, and I'm sorry. I forgot myself that this is the KOPW Battle Royal, which is different than the regular one that they used to do. Oh so my gosh, in the yes. KOPW, you okay. have four winners. <laughs> so I was so confused. Yes, KOPW, you have four winners. Excuse me. Right. So we're going to get on to that in a minute. Yeah. Okay. Explain 
yeah, you'll have to explain we'll that, how, to that how that works. So, I left so confused. Yeah. So this three-minute time draw, we're going to try and score it out of five. So Gina, why don't you start us off? What do you think of this three-minute time limit draw? I mean, I didn't get it, so I kind of didn't see the point of the match. Yeah, so we'll just yeah. score out of five. Just rant, just whatever. <laughs> just to start us off for the mm-hmm. year. <laughs> two. Two. There you go, two. I'll give it three. Fuck it. Uh, Jackson, what about you? <laughs> you know what? Because it was in the exhibition match, I'll give it a three. Now that I understand what, after Monty's explanation, I'll give it a three. <laughs> Um, Monty, what about you? Yeah, I was. You don't. I mean, I, you don't really rate exhibition. No, I know, games, I know, honestly. I know. But we got so yeah, three started. definitely is Come where on. you give it. And uh, the thing is, or you can go like two. It doesn't really matter. But the the thing I like, like I said, you can see why Oleg is. Uh, you can see a little bit, like you said, the uh, the comparison you mentioned. Even though you sound old, it's a good comparison. He is like Nikita Koloff. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you can see why he's debuting here. But I saw the potential. But, yeah, three stars. Can't give him much more than that. Yeah, well, we did predictions as well. So, I will say, yes, mm-hmm. it is back. We begin the 2023 prediction leagues. Uh, and, of course... No one gets anything. Well, yes. Monty, Gina and I went for Oleg. <laughs> Jackson went, oh, uh, no points. So, uh, <laughs> that, that's it. Um, right. So, the next match... Uh, the rules for the next match, wrestlers can be eliminated by pinfall, submission, DQ and throws over the top rope. What I didn't know, or anyone mm-hmm. who know, was who was in it, how many people, yep. and time nope. in the intervals. I mean, I guess we don't need to <laughs> know changed. everything. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the other thing is that four would actually win and then yeah. go for the four-way dash. Uh, so this is just so weird but we're going to get into it and like i said monty can explain the first two wrestlers were show and hikileu we saw tomohiro issue in the match greater khan dookie and rucker romero entered romero scored the first elimination sending evil to the floor kenta kanamura hanare and taguchi all entered the ring for the united empire pair eliminated ishii jeff cobb entered and hikileu eliminated dookie and kanamura Shane Hayes and uh, Mikey Nicholas of the Mighty Don't Know entered around the same time, leading them to eliminate Romero and Taguchi. Yuhiro Takahashi entered the match. Uh, the United Empire eliminated Hikaleu. The Mighty Don't Know responded by eliminating Cobb as Toriyanu made his way to the ring to follow up the remaining United Empire members eliminated the Mighty Don't Know. Then El Fantasma joined the match, bolstering the Bullet Club numbers. ELP eliminated Hanare with the dreaded nipple twist. Now, I don't think, like I said, I watch Japan, <laughs> people watching Japan for like, you know, Haas, Hall, Wrestling, or whatever it is, then the nipple twist as well is one of my favourites. Uh, I want to see that in the Rumble coming up. And then Shingo uh, Takagi came out, uh, who was the last entrance. And the Liar, fall- by the way. <laughs> yeah, because he said he was going to be in it, didn't he? He said he didn't want anything <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Liar. Why? Why? And then the four remaining Bullet Club members eliminated Touchy, leaving Shingo free to eliminate Euro and Kenta. Show accidentally eliminated ELP <laughs> to mark the match end, leaving himself Greater Khan, Toriyanu, and Shingo in the Ignore Rule KOPW 2023 match tomorrow. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, great way to get talent on the show, but Jaxi, like we say, 
fuck me. Did you just think, what's happened? Why have they stopped? <laughs> oh, it, yeah. Like, it, it, it was way confusing, first of all, because I didn't actually know the stipulations. I kind of thought it was like a Royal Rumble thing, you know, where you get thrown over the top rope to get eliminated. So then you start seeing, like, pinfalls and submissions co- going through. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And then they just stopped dead. <laughs> Four people still in the ring. And I went, oh, am I missing something? What just happened? Because they just stopped. So, yeah, I, I definitely need to like make sure that I'm when looking at these matches and making the predictions, like trying to actually look at the stipulations. Because again, I was really confused on this one as well on who to even put as my choice because I had no idea who was in it. Well, I would say, you know, and again, I don't want to blame anybody, but I think if someone, if it's down to anybody here to tell us. There, there's a resident expert. Yes, yeah, there? there's an expert here. <laughs> there is, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure he kept yeah. quiet. Monty, did you? I mean, I didn't know. Did Gina tell you as well? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? They didn't tell. I didn't know who the hell was in it either. Why do you think I only put Shingo down? I was like, well, I know he'll be in the in the end. That's about it. That there was four potential winners. I and I figured y'all know. Four well, see, that's because I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I, I did not know that the Battle Royal was KO. Well, I forgot that fast that the KOPW Battle Royal uh, is different than the normal one. Like I said, in years, there's always a Battle Royal on Wrestle Kingdom, but the KOPW Battle Royal just kind of started a few years ago, and that's because uh, okay. of uh, Okada. By the way, your man is the reason for this whole thing. He, and he did, never even won it. He suggested the idea when Naito joined the belts because he was jealous because he didn't have a belt anymore. <laughs> and then never even won the yeah, thing. Didn't care that. about it. Let Yano run around with it for two years. But anyway, <laughs> Shingo uh, raised the name of it. And like he said, Shingo didn't want anything to do with this unless they gave him a belt. He was like, make me a belt. He asked for a belt for years, from for like for most of last year while he's walking around with that broken trophy. The ELP just kept messing up again and again. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess since he saw they gave him a knife, they're gonna make a belt for him. I guess he decided I'm gonna get in the ring. I'm gonna get in the battle royal. But yes, that's how it works. You set up a fatal four way for again the show next, the next show, New Year's Dad, and that's where they were crowned the KOPW uh, champion. Okay. And uh, yeah, Shingo spoiler alert. That's he won that. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's a the, um, the, they made an the, uh, actual belt up for it, did they? Yeah, the Velcro yes, they belt. have a, they have the a belt for it, yeah. <laughs> Okan took right. it, as a matter of fact, as if it was his already, <laughs> and it wasn't. So you could have been confused there and thought Okan was the champion. Uh, <laughs> but right. he, he wasn't. He well, wasn't the champ. Great Okan did love his uh, pro title, though, to be fair. Well, tonight, yeah. anyway. He's treated it like shit in the past couple of things. <laughs> he just threw it on the ground. <laughs> Watch him throw it like it was great. Is so random? Is this great? And another thing as well, Aussie commentator. I think he's Aussie. Gino on commentary. Uh, Yeah, Gino Doki. Doki Pokey Stick. Isn't that? Isn't that? Yes. (laughs) That and the Doki Choki. His favorite combination. (laughs) When Doki uh, puts his legs up and chokes people, <laughs> I love the Doki Choki. Yes, Gino loves Doki. He's a I don't understand the obsession, but he loves him. <laughs> yeah, about that. Well, lots of we had Gino, Kevin Kelly, and Chris. I cannot remember his surname. Apologize, but Charlton. 
Charleston, there you go, well done. I will speak about him as the show goes on. We saw ELP as well with a Kofi Kingston trick during this uh, matchup. But I don't think it was too bad. Jackson, what would you score this out of five if you had to? Well, you do, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'll give it like a, a three and three quarters. It was uh, it was good to see sort of like um, who was joining and, you know, kind of like a very Royal Rumble style, but with just a bit, a, a lot more um, at stake and involved in this match. So, yeah, I'll give it 3.75. Yeah. Uh, Gina, what about you? Um, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a three and three quarters. And Monty. Yeah, like you said, it was a great way to get a lot of people who I wasn't sure was going to make the card time and uh, kind of get their shit in. So I gave it three and a half stars. It was good. Yeah, I gave it three and three quarters out of five. Uh, predictions. Well, uh, me and Monty went for Shingo. Uh, Gina went for Greg Khan, and Jaxie went for Cobb. So, it means points went to James, Monty, and Gina. I'm sorry, Jaxie, but again, you had four chances. Um, but that <laughs> didn't work out. Yeah, so that... no, I mean, to be honest, it was um, it was one of those ones that I didn't know much about. And I think this is definitely good practice for next year. Um, we will definitely all yeah. make sure we've got four different predictions going yes. into the KOPW. Um, so, again, I'm not really fussed because I, I'm still new to New Japan. So, I didn't really... I'm not really grasping it just yet, but I'll get there. I'll get there. No, look, we're all in the same boat at this moment in time, and I just can't wait for next year's Wrestle Kingdom where we do put four choices, and Monty doesn't tell us it's only one person that wins it. So that can be, that can be the yeah. 2024 yeah. Wrestle Kingdom review. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, <laughs> so at the moment, Jax is on zero. The rest is on one. And then we had the Antonio, uh, Antonio Inoki Memorial match. Yuji Nagata, Satsuri uh, Kujama, Togi Makaba. Fuck that. Uh, versus Tatsumi Fujinama, Tiger Mask, and Minura Suzuki. This was a ton of fun. It was filled with like sloppy old man wrestling and special moments, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, Makab won the match for his team after Tiger Mask failed. <laughs> something resembling <laughs> like a roll up or something, and he just got sat on. He tried. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a funny way to end the match, to be fair. They were doing well, though, weren't they? Until it was just like, oh, let's just yeah. go home, fuck it. <laughs> you just lay on me. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, take Yeah. Uh, Fujinami cut a promo ended with Inoki's Itchy Knee Sanda. Um, weirdly enough, Tatsumi is on 2K17 as well. So anybody that plays the old wrestling games might have done it. He invented the dragon sleeper. 69 years old. 69. 69. Invent, invented the dragon sleeper. Beat Flair to win the world title, which mm-hmm. still doesn't happen in America as well. Uh, Monty, like I said, this was nice for me because, again, it's guys that I know they're fucking well old, but it's people that I know <laughs> in a way. And right, it's, everyone. It's good to see Everyone in this match is over 50. So, uh, you know, and even the great Kojima, who was literally just Noah's DHC heavyweight champion until, like, last September. So, like, Kojima is, like, Kojima and Suzuki are are probably by far the most active currently. And you can kind of tell with the way they still move around the ring uh, that they still got a little bit, you know, a lot more left in there than uh, maybe uh, people, you know, maybe Fujinami, maybe even Tiger Mask or uh, Makabe. But Tiger Mask is also, you know, just competed in Super Junior Tag League. So 
Um, you know, this was just an awesome time, an awesome showcase, like you said, not only in the memory of Anoki, but it was just great to see the collection, this collection of icons in New Japan all together uh, for a match like this. You know, and I know that I think what I like the most is someone uh, like me who's kind of used to seeing them do their thing that, that I know a lot of fresh faces like you guys or just in general, maybe got a chance to see some of these legends for the first time. And, you know, yeah, it'll probably make you want to go back and look at some of them in the mid 2000s and early late 90s. And you'll see some of them in their primes and like even like you just mentioned, Fujinami and Flair back in the day. So, like, uh, man, these are all, all six of these guys were great in their own right. And uh, to see them doing what's this. In really, what's, really funny, what's really funny is that my sister and I were watching this match and did actually say to each other, do you notice that it is pretty much an, a much older, older generation team up here? Um, and just also praising, at, you know, them being able to still give it all they got and they still look that good. I mean, you've got to think about yeah. it. What, if, you, if you just kind of take a step back from wrestling and look at sort of everyday life and people in at that age, you really wouldn't think they'd be able to still be able to move the way they do. And, and so for these wrestlers to still be keeping up and keeping in shape and being able to pull off a match like that, you know, my sister and I just greatly appreciated the match alone just for you know, what was being, uh, the amount of history that was being made uh, by these wrestlers. And it seems yeah, the, man, respect, it awesome. the respect they've got for the legends as well. Like you said, in America with WWE, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it might be a select couple of legends or whatever it is, you know, whoever the flavour is. And it seems now they've actually, like I said, generational where they came from. Uh, and even the guys that you saw in the match, we've seen in the past couple of years, even with uh, Impact, or dynamite and stuff like that. So it's very clever how New Japan. That's the whole thing. Watching New Japan, realize how clever they are with the expansion, with the talent they use to go to certain mm-hmm. places. Um, and like I said, it was fun. Like I said, we're meeting uh, a <laughs> five star match here, but it was uh, a lot of fun. Monty, what did you score that out of five? Yeah, like you said, you know, uh, wasn't wasn't. Uh a classic or anything, but it was still great to see him. Like I said, for the fact that a lot of new fans and a lot of people get a chance to see these legends do what they do best and show what they still are capable of. Uh, yeah, I gave it three and a quarter. Three and a quarter. Uh, Gina, what would you score that? I mean, I enjoyed it, so I gave it three and a half. Three and a half. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Yeah, I scored it at three and a half as well. Yeah, I gave it that three and a half. Like I said, it was harmless. And again, on the the kickoff or whatever you want to call it, you know, the build up to the main show, this was excellent. And it, like I said, for new faces and old, someone got everybody got something out of this match. Predictions: Me and Jaxie went Team Suzuki. Monty and Gina got the Team Nagata. So Monty and Gina on two. I'm on one. Jaxie on zero. After the match, a short video announced Anthony Anoki movie in production, which. Should be good, depending on the budget, I suppose. Uh, and the main show, um, did I mention cheering crowds are back, which would make a huge difference to this? My only issue, Monty, it's not really an issue, but as the wrestlers were making their entrance, it just seems there was huge space at either side of the stage. Now, is this just kind of how New Japan set up the arena? Because if the camera's on them as they're walking out, it looks like it's empty behind them. As opposed to being, you know, as they're walking out behind the wrestler, it looks packed out. Is that just how how New Japan do it? 
Yeah, that's pretty much usually that consistent stage de- design for Wrestle Kingdom. Sometimes it's a little bit more, but yeah, they got so much space in their dome. Like the dome is huge, so yeah, they, it's usually <laughs> it kind of gives off that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like I said I know there's about twenty five thousand people there, uh, and as we get onto it as well, they were great. But it just feels like I said uh, with that maybe a couple of things. But we're going to start the main show, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship Catch Twenty Two versus Leo, and of course Leo winning Super Junior Tag League, and the match opened with Yo landing a dive to the floor. Rush followed this with a dive of his own. Catch Twenty Two on the ramp. Allowed the champions to take control. Rush interrupted 22's control with his spear, revealing the crimson mask in the process. Even with blood streaming down his face, Rush landed dives to the floor to take out both champions. After a suplex from Yo, the match fell into chaos. Both teams landed finishes and scored near falls in quick succession. After the entire uh, towards the end, TJP reversed direct drive into an inside cradle, pinning Yo and retaining their titles. Uh, this was a good way to start the show. Gina, what were your thoughts on this? I mean, I was really disappointed. I was really enjoying um, Yo and Leo Rush together, so I was really hopeful that they were going to get this. But I think, like we mentioned earlier in, in the show, I wasn't exactly happy seeing Yo not with his blonde hair. I liked him with the blonde hair. So that already put me off. So I was already kind of negative going into this match. It was actually good. I really enjoyed it. They both had, like, both teams had really good spots and they pushed each other to the limit. And I was really disappointed to not see Leo and Yo get that win. I was I was super disappointed. So, yeah, I, I was a little bit annoyed. Yeah, but there was some, like I said, there's some great saves, and this was quick from the off. Like, they didn't slow down, did they, once they started? Like, we got into it, we were like... Nah, it was just, like, back and forth, back and forth. Um, There was kind of, like, no... There was some great counters. For sure. Yeah, there were some great counters from both teams at certain points that just worked so well. I think both teams worked so great together. But like I said, it was a surprising result, and it's weird with TJP as well, because I've followed him since winning the CWC, uh, obviously moved to Impact and now Japan. There's no doubt he's a great worker, but I maybe could have done longer with this matchup. You know, I know it's the opening match and everything like this, but I was just settling down and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, it's kind of done. Very good way to start the show. Uh, Gina, what would you score that? I heard like Leo Rush got a little injured as well after the match. Is, is that right? Um, I think they said that he's sported some sort of injury, not one that's going to leave him off long term, but uh, I think he injured himself. Am I right, Monty? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, he yeah. he thought it was like an orbital bone thing, but I don't know if it was as, as bad as he originally thought it was. But of course it wasn't. Definitely mm. the wound he got was pretty pretty tough. <laughs> but yeah, he retired. In the press conference, when he got the injury. He it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. He was – yeah, man, it was a mess. <laughs> uh, but the match itself, like I said, was good. Uh, Gina, what did you score out of five? Um, I gave it a four because I still enjoyed the match a lot. Yeah, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, like you guys mentioned, they came out with an awesome pace. Uh, it kept me guessing the entire way, and the crowd really got into it as it went on. You could just tell they didn't even really know. they We were all along for that ride. So I thought that was a great way to cap off a great tag league, too. And uh, I gave it four and a quarter. And I think Catch-22 might be the best Super Junior tag team 
in New Japan since the Bucks, the Young Bucks were uh, in Super Junior. They like they are really they are really that good together and that consistent. So you know, shout out to TJP and uh, Francisco Akira for being a hell of a hell of a team. This is a, this is really good to me. Yeah, uh, Jaxi, what about you out of five? Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of what all of you guys have said. Um, and I gave it a four and a quarter as well. I thought it was great uh, pacing. I would have liked for it to have gone on a little longer. Um, but uh, And obviously, um, I wish it would have been a different outcome because of my prediction. But no doubt, TJP and Akira really uh, did deserve to pick up that win. It was a great match. Yeah, really, really good stuff. About four out of five. Predictions, we all went Leo. So it means Monty Gina still on two. I'm still on one. Jaxie's still yet to score as we move on to the IWGP Women's Championship. Kari versus Tam Lecano for the first time ever at Wrestle Kingdom. The IWGP Women's title defended the last time two women wrestled uh, on the January 4th show was 1994. Again, thanks, Chris, on commentary. Kari had uh, an absolute lush entrance uh, with the kind of Grim Reapers, as it was. The match itself opened with back and forth, filled with grappling and impactful strikes. The action soon escalated as Tam established control, landing a violent screwdriver for a near fall. Kari bounced back quick, landing a spanning back fist to drop the challenger, climbing to the top and finishing with the elbow to win. Uh, this wasn't bad, but a bit disappointed, though, that they just gave it five minutes. Jaxi, first, we'll talk about the match first, because obviously... <laughs> Shit went down after, but it's a bit disappointing. Mm. It was only five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was my main point to bring up um, during this match, if I'm honest, because again, for new um, fans of the the product, this is not only you know um, a history making moment for Kyrie and what was her opponent's name? Sorry, uh, we'll just call her Tam. Maybe Tam Nakano. Tam, yeah. Tam Nakano. Tam Nakano. Nakano. That's it. Um, yeah, so the, but for me again, I don't know much about Tam Nakamo. Of course, I know a lot more about Kyrie, having uh, had time in uh, NXT and WWE. So it was easier for me to kind of know one of them going into this. So I, I, I got to say, this match I put next to it that it was frustratingly good uh, because it was good from what we got. But I was extremely disappointed at, the, at how long they got compared to some of the other matches on this card. I think they could have taken five minutes here or there off of uh, a few different other matches and could have given uh, the women a, a lot more time. Um, I don't think that this did enough to really make us excited um, when from a new rest, uh, New Japan rest, uh, pro wrestling fan. You know, not giving us enough time to actually even look at the opponent as a potential competition for Kyrie in that sense. Um, mm. So it was just extremely frustrating um, because I felt like they could have gone longer and it could have been a lot more impactful of a match. Yeah. I mean, we will say credit to Tam. She gave everything in those five yeah. minutes. You know, like I said. But, but, yeah, both women did. They, mm. they really had some great moments, you know. And I think this is what leaves you more frustrated because you wanted more. I wanted to see more out of both of these women, you know. But maybe, you know, like I said, it was only given five minutes because the women's segment as a whole had gone 15, you know, because mm. after the yeah, match, yeah. 
Uh, the and nights. the whole entire show was five hours with the, that. <laughs> yeah. We want longer so matches, Monty. Everybody's match was, was cut. Like, everybody's <laughs> match was cut. Like, I promise you, every, it's no, only one again. match got a long There's only two matches got a long time. Yeah, Jay two White matches. Okada yeah, two matches. And Omega went over. and Osprey. Two yeah, matches went over half true. hour. Uh, one match went over 15. The other ones were less, less than 10. So, like, 10, and 9, again, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's, yeah. it's like a WrestleMania. We're finding it with Wrestle Kingdom with WrestleMania. With all this big build-up and a five-hour event, mm-hmm. and yet you only get 10-minute matches. <laughs> and you're just like, why, why doesn't yeah. it work out? Yeah. <laughs> right. How, how, how does it work out yeah. like this? <laughs> But anyway, after But the then match, they would have hated if it was a seven hour show. <laughs> oh yeah, right out. Yeah, we would have moaned. Yeah. We would have moaned anyway. Yeah, there definitely would have been complaint there. Yeah. yeah. Right, the lights cut out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, music hits and Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, made her way to the ring in a robe adorned with a Japanese flag. Monet dropped Kari after a brief stare down, cut a promo, declared herself the CEO of this women's division, and she then challenged Kari for Battle in the Valley in San Jose. Um, I mean, with the rumours, we'd heard Rina. I told you about this rumour, and you you heard it for the first time on this very podcast. Can you believe it's actually happened, and we've got Sasha Banks debuting in New Japan, eh? I mean... Yeah, I, I definitely, it's not that I'm shocked, but one thing that did annoy me is that I still, I avoided social media as much as I can and it still was ruined for me. So <laughs> it, I was a bit annoyed and bittersweet when I saw her coming out because I kind of already knew it it's happened. Like, again, I had heard the rumours, so I wasn't shocked to see her turn up, but I still wanted to wait for that confirmation and, and watch it happen. And it, it was it was so innocent as well. One of my work colleagues found out recently that I am a wrestling fan and she is a fan of the the girl, Sasha Banks. So she just sent me a news article confirming it in bed in the morning. <laughs> and I can't bring myself to be mad at her, but I'm like, why couldn't this, why couldn't this bitch just wait? Like, why? I just wanted that confirmation for myself. I swear I'm just going to be plagued by spoilers. So, yeah, I, finding this out felt a little bittersweet for me, but I was, I'm was i super excited, super happy um, to see her there. She looks fire. So, I mean, she she's definitely going to bring her A-game here. We know it was like a dream of hers as well to be on New Japan, so I'm just happy for her. I think Twitter had a brain aneurysm. Twitter exploded. Like, even... I wasn't even on Twitter, and you know, I still knew about it from Twitter. That's how crazy it kind of went. And and we talk about Sasha Banks. I mean, Jaxie just as a talent in itself. When we talk about and we've spoken mm. on the pod about the women's division in Japan, Sasha Banks being a part of it is just it fucking just it's perfect. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to do that because it is, um, but it is. <laughs> but. But I feel like this was this was inevitable. This was going to always happen. If anyone was ever a fan of Sasha Banks, uh, you know, in WWE, watched any of the sort of like documentaries she's been a part of, you know that um, a lot of Japanese culture has influenced her life. Um, and she has expressed before wanting to work with New Japan and, and, and as such and as such. And I think, you know, with, with a lot of the news that came out last year with her sudden departure from WWE, just taking a step back, um, there was always that question of, well, 
if she is going to go to another promotion, which promotion would it be? Um, so to see it be New Japan rather than it be very kind of, I don't want to call it cliche, but it's it is becoming sort of like well known that if you're leaving WWE, you you're going to Ring of Honor or AEW, you know. Um, so to see her sort of like make her debut first and foremost after a whole year of being away in New Japan is exciting. Um, is exciting because right now in New Japan there's a lot of big stuff happening for New Japan uh, women wrestlers in New Japan. Um, and just to see Sasha become a part of it just opens up so many more possibilities. Um, you know, if we get a Forbidden Door too, uh, and Mercedes Monet has not yet debuted or 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 shown up on AEW, could we see her kind of come through that way? You know, you just never know. There's so much more excitement going into 2023 as to what could happen, you know? Yeah, and I think Monet's proved you don't need to go to AEW, like I said, to create headlines because everybody knew. Exactly. Like said, even Gina's good-natured friend knew the fact that Sasha Banks yes. was <laughs> in Japan. Now, yeah. like I said, when, exactly. you, when you think about it, I mean, even for me, like on a personal level, three months after starting the Double R podcast in 2015, watching Sasha Banks versus Bailey at TakeOver Brooklyn and not knowing what I was seeing in the case of what women could actually do. And I always said Sasha Banks kind of wrestled like a man and it wasn't in any kind of shot at her. It was the fact that the way she wrestled and how serious she took it and seeing her now go from Mania main event to Wrestle Kingdom and just being a star. I mean, Monty, for you as well, um, not just as a Sasha Banks fan, not just as kind of what she brings to it, but everybody talking about Wrestle Kingdom and just this moment here as well. It, it's something that we've been for a very, very long time. Depending, uh, you know, even if it's success or not, we've had this moment now, haven't we? Yeah, man, at the end of the day, you'll never forget where you were or like how you, when you, when you first consumed it happening. Or I, like, I'll never forget watching Wrestle Kingdom 17 and seeing, like you said, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, debut you know new music looking great and you know and basically calling out Kyrie in this situation mentioning you know even backstage afterwards mentioning that she that she's still the conversation she's still the standard but uh you know now she's the CEO of stardom and uh New Japan's women's division so like you said to hear what everyone had to say about Russell King coming out how many headlines it 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 got on I kind of uh, I don't know if you want to wait until later on for this but they, you know, New Japan World was blowing up. It's the, that, you know, for all the new users, it was getting. So, like, whether you think it's just because of Omega, it could, you know, of course, Omega, you got JY, you got Okada. But it's also because everyone was, in, a lot of people were anticipating seeing Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet here. So, yeah. you know, to think about all of those, to all of that, you know, all of the eyeballs that I know came on to Wrestle Kingdom probably made a lot of new fans just because they wanted to see <laughs> this one moment. So, yeah, man, it was big time. And uh, the the funny thing is I heard a lot of people talking about, you know, uh, you know, who wanted to say something like, oh, the Japanese fans, they didn't seem to even, you know, know anything or, you know, know that she was there and all that. Trust me, when they when not only would they shook hands, they definitely knew that Mercedes was there, but they also in this situation, like it was on the front, the back page of the newspaper, the Tokyo Sports newspaper, that Sasha Banks Mercedes made her uh, oh, debut in New Japan. Oh, yeah. So like it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah. They, they don't look at the dirt sheets. They don't get on the internet yeah. 
like we do on Twitter yeah. and get your information off that. No, they they look at yeah, the they, papers. Yeah. They keep up with Tokyo sports that way. So they consume media different in Japan. And trust me, they know just how much of a big deal this was for New Japan to have Mercedes Monet on their roster. That's what makes me laugh, even with the argument about women's wrestling now, or you know Tony Khan AEW said women don't sell, or you know they sell out pay per You'll give them a chance. You know, look what what Banks is. She's risked it, not risked at all, because she can come back to WWE at any time. You know, like WWE think, oh, she gets that system and come back. But it's the, re- the building of her legacy. It's trying something completely different. She could have gone to AEW, signed a three-year contract and all that kind of stuff, and wrestled on dark. But she, she wants to do something. And that, you know, where it will be ego or talent in itself, you have to give credit. And like you said, Monty, she said after as well, the press conference about being a CEO of New Japan and Stardom, which will bring more eyes to Stardom now as well. And of course, if that becomes available, uh, this is only my first stop mm-hmm. because I'm on a world domination yes. tour, she said. I know everybody's so jealous of Japan. Right. You guys are lucky to have me first. The other question I want first. to have, first, which I thought was interesting, but the other thing I thought was interesting yes. as well is the fact they announced a match for Battle in the Valley. Now, anybody that doesn't know, Battle in the Valley... Again, my assumption is from last year, it's a mixture of strong talent uh, with, you know, kind of New Japan. But it sounds like this is going to be a proper pay-per-view in America for New Japan, Mm -hmm. which, again, is another huge step. And then they go, well, hang on a minute. We're going to have Kenny Omega and we've got, like we said, Monet making her debut. Not only will it be sold out, but on Fight TV, people want to see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, pay per view. Exactly. It's just gonna get. It's just gonna attract even more eyes to it that might not necessarily have watched uh, New Japan content before. So I can only imagine, you know, the, the viewership that's going to be from yeah. from this uh, event. Yeah, it's it's fucking aces. It really is. When it's good, it is really really good. Uh, so we got to go out of five. So first off, for the match in itself, obviously Kari versus Tam. Uh, Jaxie, what do you score the match out of five? Again, really frustrating because it didn't go long enough for me. Uh, but I think that both women did extremely well with what they actually were given. So I'm still going to give it a four and a half for the match itself and not take into account the length. Gina, what about you for the match? I mean, I, I again, haven't really commented on the length of the match. I was annoyed about that as well, but I still really enjoyed it. And I really like the other girl. I know you said her name, but I've forgotten again. Tam. Um, I, I really Tam. liked the other girl. Yeah, Tam. I really liked her. So, um, and again, it, for someone who doesn't watch Stardom or doesn't keep up to date with that, both of them have just made me want to tune in more to watch more of their of their journeys. You know, so um, I gave it a four. Yeah, uh, Monty, what about you with that one? Yeah, I agree with you guys and the internet because they definitely were saying it live that they definitely wish that could have went on longer. Uh, but I was so grateful because you guys, like again, you don't like you guys asked me for Forbidden Door. Why is there no women talent? Mm. So you don't understand just the fact that this is here. <laughs> They've gradually done this. They've gra- like for seriously, like they used to not mm-hmm. even they used to have starter matches yeah. in the Tokyo Dome and they wouldn't even televise it. Then a few years ago they had them as the pre-show, and now as you can see, yeah. now they are the second match on the main card having a title match. So it's like to see that progression from me who they they never really even associated before this. I was just over the moon with this, even if it was just a five-minute, six-minute sprint. But it was intense. Like you said, it got everyone into it. 
Uh, if you didn't know who Tam Nakano was, you definitely wanted to know. Uh, it was they, her relationship with Kyrie yeah. is uh very very cool. She looks up to Kyrie. She she like when Kyrie left for WWE, that's when she was making her debut. So it's like she was always chasing Kyrie. So that's what this was. So after this match, she was in tears, mm-hmm. really really sad that she couldn't get over the hump for someone she looks up to like Kyrie. So, but so I thought this was a great teaser for uh-huh. just how great stardom is. Many new many new faces around the world got a chance to see this. They know how good Kyrie is, but Tam Nakano literally kind of just made her name or just became known to a lot of people out of this situation. So we only got a taste yeah. of how good this that they can be. So I thought this was great, man. And it was just great for stardom too. So I gave it four stars. Yeah, I gave it three and three quarters out of five, but Monty make an excellent point there. And people moaning that the move Mercedes hit as well didn't look great. Come off it. It's the first time we talk about making history now as well. Exactly. Um, yeah, up. exactly. And they, they kind of, you know, bitched a little bit about uh, her entrance music as well. And it's like, guys, you haven't got to say if she wants that music, leave her to choose that music. <laughs> like, people are way too I think picky some people and were just sometimes. had to complain. Yeah, you just had to complain. Yeah, Everyone else was just some... happy to see her back. So some people just had to complain. Yeah, exactly. It can't be social media without it, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, but also, by the way, please do give me something like Sheeta versus Kyrie at Forbidden Door 2, please. Well. Or even like Jamie Hayter versus Kyrie. I'd that. Yeah, but like, well, I think we can all agree on is that this is the start of something very special and you can take that to the bank. I'm sorry, guys, I had to. Uh, predictions, we all went Kari. So Monty and Gina on three. I'm on two. Jaxie gets her first point of the show. And for a show Yay. that is five and a half hours long, it did, like you said, Monty, it did move along at a brisk pace. Like there was no, <laughs> you know, it was all straight on to the next one. Yeah. And uh, up next, we have the IWG. I wasn't even shocked about it. No, it was surprising, though, for me. Tag Team Championships on the line. Bisherman, uh, Gotu, and Yoshihashi versus FTR. Of Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. We see FTR kissing the belts. Would it be goodbye? The match opened with pace set in strike exchange. Cass continues to increase the intensity with a dive to the floor, followed by an FTR superplex splash combination. Got to reverse a big rig attempt and drop Dak with the Yushigaroshi, setting him up for a rally. FTR stopped the comeback with a sudden big rig that forced Yoshihashi to break up the ping attempt. We see an awkward suplex to the floor, left Dax and got to alone in the ring. Dax tried for multiple power drivers but couldn't connect. Got fired long enough to land a headbutt and tag out to Yoshihashi, who had somewhat recovered. He attempted to turn things around but was hit with a pair of power drivers that forced Gotu to break up the pin. After surviving another close call, Bishman began rallying, clearing the ring of cash. Bishman dropped Dax and secured the pin to win the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Yes, your new Tag Team Champions and the run of FTR. Um, again, this was interesting. Monty, I know you love Bishamon. Uh, what did you think of this one? Because I, I love, personally, I love the story of FTR dominating but not actually being able to beat Bisherman rather than the titles being aligned. They just couldn't again. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Exactly. It's the awesome storytelling there. And I do love Bishamon. I love Huka Goto. He's one of my favorites. I like him individually from Yoshihashi alone. But then to see the progress, I keep talking about how great Yoshihashi has gotten. He's stepped his game up to another level. And him and Goto are great together. 
And they've been the best team in New Japan, like you mentioned, for two years now. And I thought them overcoming FTR, who was all who was also as awesome as always in this match. They were they were they, they really hit all of their, their uh you know their their best hits. And the crowd reacted to pretty much each any big tag team move FTR did. You know, when, when Dak started passing out those pile drivers and that false finish right there, man, I, I really was worried for uh, Bichamon, but uh it was it was great. It was a great match. And uh again, to see uh them pin FTR, to see Yoshihashi be prominent in this win and be the one to pin uh, you know, FTR here uh, again. It's just it was great. It was a great moment for me to see them bring the belts back to Japan this way. Uh, after, like you said, not even really being the ones to lose the belt to FTR in the first place, uh, after even though they uh, did, you know, lose those belts. So, again, Bishamon tracking FTR down, getting the belts back. I thought it was a great story. I gave it four and a quarter overall. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, well, be it in the UK, Mexico, USA, FTR incapable of a bad match. But like you said, it seemed Bishamon and seeing. You know, how good even Kevin Kelly pointed it out, you know, they might get forgotten about on tag team lists, but when they go against FTR, you can see how good they are. Uh, Yoshi took a killer bump with Dash to the outside, and FTR took time thanking the fans as they walked to the back. I mean, if it marks the end of their allegedly multiportional run, what an excellent way uh, to go out. Do you think of the match, and what would your score be? Yeah, the um, match this match. Oh, sorry, I thought oh, it was me. Sorry, who, no, did, you, go for it. who did you call? I don't mind. Who wants it? Uh, well, I don't know if anybody's spot. Jax can go first. Go Jax, Jax can go first. Sorry. Um, I yeah, I was really um, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, it was a really hard one to sort of choose who was going to be the winner in terms of you know FTRs had this great long run with not only uh the IWGP belts but other belts. So you really didn't know whether or not they were going to continue on this lose streak that they have been on. Um, but then from watching Yoshi and uh, Goto throughout the G1, um, I've really kind of learned to see how good a tag team they really are. So it is no surprise that they came out the winners. Um, I'm just gutted in terms of my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> what would you score? I don't know if you... Oh, I, 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 gave, that, I gave that a four. Yeah, for uh, and Gina, what about you? What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I gave it a four as well. Yeah, like I said good stuff all around. I gave it a four and a half. Uh, it's always nice to see a different tag team. Really fun predictions. Well, Gina is going toe to toe with the New Japan Deity. Who would have thought that? Uh, Jaxie, let's hope the Rumble goes better for us. All right, <laughs> we went, we went FTR. So at the moment, Jackson oh, one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on two. Gina Ramonti on four. Gina, you getting the nosebleed being so far ahead at the moment? Like, come on, it's not fair. It actually makes sense, though. G site. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, G site in motion for sure. But again, they were all just wild guesses. All of this, so I'm really, I'm really just going to go with my gut instincts because it's clearly working for me. Yeah. Well, what didn't help me in Jaxi is the fact Monty didn't tell us about the decade of fucking tag team title changes. Apparently, it's a, it's a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah, Monty. <laughs> it has become a tradition. <laughs> what? What? I thought we were friends. Yeah. I really, you know, Come every. On, hey, huh? You think <laughs> they do tag leave for nothing, guys? <laughs> 
My God, that's bad. That's bad. Well, we'll move on. I'll try and get over it. Uh, for the NJPW World TV Championship, we are going to get a very first champion, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita. And I'll tell you what, Zack Sabre Jr., Gina, I know you're not a huge fan, but he should be Prime Minister. Tell him Rishi Sunak he's a dickhead and he should pay nurses. Oh, I mean, so come awesome, on, right? come on. <laughs> that was funny. I will admit, I couldn't help. I couldn't help myself. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, come yeah. on. I love how he just really like you know he's living in Japan, but he still wants to ensure that everyone knows his stance on British government and the policies that are in place. You know what? I would vote for Zack Sabre Jr. as Prime yeah. Minister. <laughs> He's always opinionated, you know. He he's teaching. He's taught me stuff about British politics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like lost. I go he Google probably, stuff because that's probably... <laughs> no, Monty. He probably will be able to teach you better than the Tories do. So <laughs> listen to that. <laughs> well, as for the match, uh, it opened with a scramble on the mat. Zach Saber Jr. unsurprisingly took control. But Narita was able to challenge him once standing. We see a pattern soon developing where Zach would take advantage, force Narita into over emotional rallies. Uh, we see Zach eventually won out in this back and forth, catching Narita in an armbar and winning his first singles championship in New Japan. Get in there, lad. After the match, TMDK came to the ring and offered Zach a spot. Fresh out Suzuki Gun, he accepted, joining Shane Haste and Michael Nicholas. Of course, he replaces yes. Jonah in that um, group. And can I just quickly cut in and interject here and ask Monty to update my sister and I on who these two people were and what this club is? Because of <laughs> this, to me, was all very new. And I was like, I'm not sure if he's teamed with them before. You can't and re- like, who? <laughs> the four, they used to be in WWE. Shane Fawn in WWE back in the day. Uh, <laughs> poor, it, it don't feel bad. No one remembers retribution. That just proves it, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. That's Slapjack. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, Shane Fawn is Slapjack. I, uh, I did not no match. know. Okay. I but, don't remember this. I don't remember. Uh, you know, uh, you know Mustafa Ali's group in in Old WWE fashion. that like yeah. just never worked well. T bar. They had like a T bar. Oh, reckoning. Yeah, the, yeah. Little, the little white one with the mask, slapjack. <laughs> that, that one of the guys that came that's out. Shane. Yeah, that's Shane. Oh, yeah. but, okay. but can you? But they you? used to be. Yeah, they, 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 they got history with Zach. Uh, yes, they have history with Zach uh, from his early days in Japan. Towards the early early part of this decade, they're good friends. They team together back then, so yeah, they have history, and you can kind of see if uh, uh, you know in their backstage comments the banter. Like they're they're obviously great friends, so you know uh, it was it actually made the most sense when you think about it when it comes to what was Zach next move was faction wise, and uh, like you uh, and James yeah, probably can even give you better insight into the to Shane's and uh, Mikey's. NXT run when they were uh, what's the number code? Because I don't never got the they damn were, code. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they TM t- something. TM six one in NXT. There we go. <laughs> yeah, great tag team. They were what's that really, supposed really good. To mean? The, well, TMDK is the mighty don't kneel. So right. I understood that. Uh, Obviously, uh, they they couldn't take that into NXT, so they just became yeah. T- I don't know fucking why. Whatever the numbers mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And this tag the team, mighty numbers. Yeah, they they were like a proper tag team, you know, for ten years or so. Um, yeah, a few injuries between. They're really them. good together. Made I kind of like I said Jonah was associated with them. Bronson Reed uh, a few months yeah. ago as well. Uh, also. Um, Oh, come on. Was it Bad Dude Tito? Is Bad that... Dude Tito. Yeah. So yeah, off, to, off the top of my Tito. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're going to talk, like I said, about the match, Zach versus Ben Narita, because we've seen a lot of Narita as well, be it on Impact or Dynamite. Uh, Gina, what do you think of the TV title matchup? And I know you're not a huge fan of Zach, but you've got to credit him. I mean, it really was a good match. I can't, I, I can't take that away from him. It was good. I mean, I kind of knew that I was going to take the loss here, especially when I did see sort of, you know, the match play out. I was like, nah, Zach's got this for sure. Um, but I still stick by my choice because I just wouldn't want to choose him. So I stood by my choice. I didn't care. It was a great match, though, and I, I completely understand him getting the win. Yeah, but this is the thing. And again, it's not only just about Zach, who wins his first single championship in New Japan. We've seen how important he's been. But again, we talked about the legends earlier and it's how they build the kind of young lions as well. Because when you think about Ren being put into another Wrestle Kingdom match, he wrestled Shibata, I think, last year with title mm-hmm. it's in title experience. You know, you're not throwing anybody in the deep yep. end, are you? You know, you, you, you're giving them a base to work off where, you know, as we talk about Gina in WWE, main event WrestleMania within six months. So I think Japan does help with this, and like I said, we get a match-up, and I don't think either lose from this either. No, I definitely agree with you there. And uh, I, again, I think, like, Zach is just going to... I think he's going to have a really good year, to be honest, going mm-hmm. forward. And that is not with no thanks to WWE yet again. <laughs> what would you score the match out of five, anyway? Uh, I don't want to rate it bad just because I don't like Zach. So I am actually going to give it a four because it was still a great match, and I was I was glued to the screen when watching it. So I'll give it a four. Yeah, I give it a four as well. Uh, Jackson, what about you? Uh, I think first of all, I think that the match itself was great. I think my sister's being a bit too harsh on Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> I've actually been a fan of Zack Sabre Jr. since uh, he faced Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door. I thought it was a great match between those two and I, I, I felt like Zack Sabre Jr. has... Uh, uh, not Brian Danielson, sorry, he faces Ara. Um, and I, I was, I'm really intrigued and still want to see him face Brian Danielson. Uh, I, I think that he's got a lot to give and I think putting this new championship on him is going to um, help him sort of show the world what he really can do so I mean I'm intrigued and excited to see where this run with him is going to go I also liked the look of the belt I thought it looked great Um, so yeah really interested to see what's going to happen with this I gave it a four and a quarter like I said, uh, Can I just explain? Yeah, my beef with Zach. I don't. <laughs> I don't think he's a bad wrestler, but my beef with Zach is that he is rude. So that's it. Uh, I mean, he's a heel, though. So he's kind of this character. So yeah, I know. But yeah. but put your attitude. Take your attitude somewhere else. Don't bring your attitude to me because you'll just get attitude back. That's, okay. that's my problem with him. Well, we'll... <laughs> Monty, Monty, quickly, moving on. Monty, what are you going to score it? 
I'll beep it. <laughs> okay, so I gave the match four stars, like you guys said. Uh, but uh, th- this match actually proved to me that I that Zach is the perfect choice for this title because it has a 15 minute time limit. He's already said he's gonna make the the belt the strong style belt. So that means every whenever it's on social media or whatever they're gonna post these matches throughout the year of him defending this title, it's gonna always be fast paced and very physical. And Zach is the perfect person mm. to lead that charge with this belt here. Uh, and and you just kind of see it here with the, the way this match went with him getting that arm bar out of kind of like out of nowhere because they were just still actively grappling and, and passing submissions on. And just like in real grappling, he scored his arm bar just when you want, just when you needed him to. So it was just, it was just perfect. I just loved, I love this format for Zach. He's definitely going to do a great job of setting the tone for what that belt means. And, uh, you know, and I, I also enjoyed that moment afterwards of him joining TMDK because I've always thought that he would be perfect a perfect leader or a smart man for a fact because Tim Duque don't really do leaders, but I think they both they all know mm. Zach is definitely the leader. But we'll see. Oh, uh, definitely, especially being the only champ out of the team. Yeah, but yeah. you know, uh, so it's gonna. I'd be excited to see, like you said, what Zach has planned for all of us this year, and uh, it looks like he'll be fighting Ishii next for this. So that's gonna be a fun. Fight. They that always have fun, fun when they go at it. But like you said, though, as well, the other thing I liked, it felt like a bit like an MMA match within the arm. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Zach just taking advantage. And once it's over, it's over. Like I said, it could be six minutes long, it could be ten minutes. If you leave it like that, you get a submission victory, right. which I think is maybe missing from, you know, like a Ronda Rousey at this moment in time. But, uh, right, yeah, like exactly. Said, That's a good point. She uh, would benefit from wrestling like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> just do it. Uh, but just coming out and going, dickheads, you all dickheads. Like that, like, <laughs> yeah, just snapping arm bars right out. As soon as you start going for the arm bar, yeah. like, screw it. <laughs> well, prediction-wise, the comeback's on. Because Zach and, uh, Jaxi and I Here went we for Zacky Boy, all right? And Monty and Gina went for Ren. How, <laughs> you go, how would you go to Rita? Uh, uh, so, so it's Jaxi uh, on two. I would be being loyal. But that's yeah. fine. I'm on three. We're catching up. Point behind Monty and Gina on four. Ooh, scary. <laughs> then the never overweight <laughs> championship, Tamatonga versus Carl Anderson. Um you correct me if I'm wrong, but is this Tama's first singles match or first singles match Wrestle Kingdom for a championship? It's definitely his first singles match. At, uh probably his first singles match at Wrestle Kingdom. That's probably a good point. Now that I think about it, but definitely both. I'm gonna go with both, yeah. Thanks. Because he was, yeah, <laughs> definitely a tag team specialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that's a great, great call. Well, I, I know it's the first time a WWE contracted performer is wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom, so mm-hmm. that is definitely I was right. But before the match could even begin, Anderson dropped Tamer with a never belt, and then slammed him against the barricade and dropped him with a burner driver on the ramp. Tamer avoided the gun stun. Saving the match from an early end. Even as Tama fought back to the ring, Anderson maintained control, landing a cut from the top rope and several near falls. Tama reversed the finish attempt, landed a splash from the top rope, which he followed by another, but Anderson kicked out. Tama tried for a gunstun of his own, Anderson reversed. We get a sequence of gunstun attempts from both. Tama connected with a second rope gunstun, went for another one, fumbled it, but pinned Anderson anyway. Uh, Tama is the new never open weight champion once more. 
Um, I thought this was fine. Um, Tama, I think, like we talked about earlier, Jaxie, Tama deserves this moment after the year he's had. The finish may be a yeah. bit sloppy, but it wasn't a case of Anthony yeah. not trying because, as you see, they're quite close no, anyway. No, I think it... I think it was just wrong timing, wasn't it, uh, uh, on that last uh, yeah. hit before before he uh, made it. So, you know, I'm not mad at it being fumbled. Um, I still think that the outcome worked well. I Personally, I would have just like, you know, if I was Carson right there and then, I would actually just said, get me back up and do a second one. Just, just do it again. Do you know what I mean? Like solidify it again by just doing a second one. So if they could have gone back and done it again, I would have just, you know, told them I'll do it again just give him a second one just to make sure that he's definitely going to stay down um but that being said the match itself up until that point was really great so I'm not going to take anything away from uh either wrestler because I think they both worked well together it was that last move really that just didn't connect uh is a bit unfortunate because that was meant to be the end um but overall the match was great yeah no like I said it was fun and we've been following this story for the majority of the year as well, so it's nice to have this mm. kind of payoff uh, and to get the kind of the, the job done as it was. Uh, what would you score at five? So I didn't catch it. Oh, um, I'm, I am going to give it a four. It would have been higher if that you know final move uh, connected. Um, I think obviously it kind of let the end of the match down a bit, but I'm still going to give it a four because I think everything up until that point was great. Yeah, without doubt. Uh, Gina, what about you? pretty much same views as um Jaxi. I I literally I really enjoyed the match and this was one that I was looking forward to because I know that these two wrestlers quite well out of the all of the new Japan. So I was looking forward to it. That ending was really disappointing and I even said to Jaxi like he could should have just shouted to Carl or oh, botched it like do it again, go again, go again or something and then they just try it a second time. I think that would have made the ending of the match a little bit better than what it was, but I still enjoyed the match, so I also gave it a four. And Monty, what about you? Yeah, Anderson brought his A game. Uh, you know, seeing him in the dome was a great callback because uh, I also got a chance to watch him. That's where I got to know Carl Anderson when he was the machine gun. So Japan, Carl Anderson is a different monster. I think you guys kind of saw that. And, uh, you know, Tama, who, by the way, was a career bad guy. So to hear... All those fans screaming for Tama, and just you could tell you could tell who the dome wanted to win this match. I really thought that was a nice touch from someone like me, who's watched Tama's progression to this point, and uh, you know his fighting spirit. Yeah, I think was the commentators display. actually made a point; they pointed that out as well, didn't they, during the match? Just you know, saying right. it's so different to to hear the, him getting these cheers. Yes, know? the people were really behind him, and like he showed, like I said, he showed his fighting spirit. Uh, you know, coming back on Anderson after starting off rough. So, you know, I thought Anderson came in and did his job, and I thought Tama was finally able to cap off the re- the redemption. I didn't really even care about the last uh, gun stun because the springboard one was so cool to me. Yeah, that's <laughs> so I actually kind of just wish he just pinned him <laughs> after the springboard yeah. one, right? Just pin him after like the Oz cutter looking one instead of uh, <laughs> pinning the doing it. Yeah, again, he should have done that because that, that looked pretty but, cool. But it was yeah. fine. So, you know, if that happens, I don't really pay too close attention. I don't really mind it. So, I, I like you said, four stars for me. And I can't wait for Tom to actually get a good reign out of this one. As this now is the second time as never open weight champion. So, maybe 2023 
will be uh, Thomas' first year. We get to see him defend a title for a while. So it'd be, it'd be nice to see how that goes. I really enjoyed this. I gave it four star. Yeah, I gave it 3.95 predictions. We all went Tama. So Jaxie's on three. I'm on four. Tina on five. And then we get Keiji Muti's last New Japan match. Keiji Muti, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Shota Umino versus Tetsuya Naito, Sanada, and Bushi. Naito tune, I will say, is an absolute banger. I don't know if it actually is like lost. There you go. Interest, but fuck me, I'm getting to it now. And the mask no, it's Naito. coming out. You're right. It is. I like it. It's growing on me a lot, yeah. Um, like I said, the entrances are very, very good as well. And we see Muto open his last New Japan match against Sanada, who um, we see a series of drop kicks and landing a moonsault for a moonsault in a match opening sequence. Uh, Muto bounced back with Shining Wizard for teasing one himself. And of course, he's, <laughs> he's had to retire that move a long time ago. I mean, this guy, yeah. if we talk about the history of Muto, uh, Muto, however you want to you know, call it, like to to be a right. guy that kind of invented the moonsault or how as we know it to this day, uh, mm-hmm. and to not be able to kind of hit it. But again, you can see the fear in everybody's <laughs> eyes, especially Pass kind of happy. Pass it down to Sonata, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. see, there was like yeah, fear in my eyes too. I, I yeah, didn't even know this wrestler that well, but I was like, please don't tell me he's about to do this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Muta was not doing. It. He <laughs> no. was like. No way. <laughs> he said that, talked so him down. Yeah. <laughs> she was yeah, there. He said help. family and his doctor's <laughs> uh, face is flashed through his head. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he was tag- not doing it. No, he tagged out, though. The match continued, of course, in a normal fashion. Shota was allowed to get in quite a bit of offense uh, after clearing the ring over on Bushi, Shota and Tanahashi set up one last shining wizard for Muta. And Shoto then closed the match with Death Rider, scoring a deciding fall with Muta's final New Japan match. Um, and again, big deal, Monty. I guess that Shooter himself got the pinfall. Well, that's what the commentary yes. was, was, was building up. And I can't do Chris justice on commentary for the great facts. But the, like one of the facts was like, Muta has had over 1,500 matches just at the Tokyo Dome. And the, and the crowd... Yes. Pop, pop big for this as well, you know? <laughs> yes, like you said, the great respect that they show their legends, man. There's nothing like it in Japan, and that's exactly what this was. To see Keiji Muto here, not in his uh, demon spawn, great Muto gear, just being himself, good old Keiji Muto, the one who, uh, you know, set the standard in New Japan pro wrestling. And like you said, Shota being there just shows you New Japan views him as the ace of the future. Like I said, that team was the ace of the now with Tanahashi. And you have one of the greatest aces of this company's history in Keiji Muto. And you have him teaming with Shota. And that just shows you right there that they view Shota as the next generation, someone who's going to hold the flag of yeah. New Japan going forward. And that's what this that's what that finish, going somewhere. Right. That's what that finish and all of that was all about. Shoulders up next, guys. It's like passing and I think the torch, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah, like a uh, passing of the torch sort of thing. You know, and Tanahashi's not going to pass it yet until he fights Shoulder, but yeah, it's kind of like we 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 notice that you're definitely up here, but you're going to have to beat us because that's how that's how they are. Like Tana, Tana's going to have to you got to rip the ace off of his. But Tana, <laughs> Okada yeah, couldn't even do that. But <laughs> Tanahashi, Monty, if I'm right as well, this is his first non-singles match. Yeah, yes. Like... So this again, 
like you said, showing you where we're headed. This decade now going into to 2023, Tanahashi not in a prominent one on one match for the first time. And like ever, really so like, that, like there's just upcoming news, new rising young stars. Yes, coming, you know exactly, exactly. They're gonna probably lean on Tanahashi a little bit less, even though I know I know how Tanahashi is. He doesn't want that. He still views himself as yeah. the guy. So that's the he beauty does, of he this. Does, whole he doesn't. Re- yeah, he doesn't see that yet. But I do see him sort of making a slow transition, a slow, very slow mm-hmm. transition towards commentary. You know, I think Tanahashi will still be involved. Um, even oh, yeah. after he does, he'll be like, like Nagata. Like, now. He'll be like using Nagata yeah, trains all the young lines, but he's still there when they need him. <laughs> you know, so Tanahashi probably will never. I don't know. It'd be funny to see when he decides to finally hang it up. I, I we'll see. But yeah, uh, he doesn't view himself in that way at all. But like you said, shoulder finishing this match and being given the ring. Now I want to say Mudo, you never got to worry about him. <laughs> Stay in the ring. <laughs> he, he didn't hang about, did he? Yeah, he does not. No, he doesn't get paid by the hour. He gets the hell out of there. I love that about Muto. It doesn't matter if it's Muto or Muto. Once he's done with his work, he gets out of Dodge. So he gave Shota the ring. So I thought that was a great show of uh, respect and just shows you that Shota is going to be a, probably in a prominent one-on-one match in the next Wrestle Kingdom. Mm, right, uh, good stuff around. Um, out of five, Monty, what would you score that? Uh, like you said, for the moments alone, uh, I wasn't really expecting uh, a crazy match. I just knew that, like you said, having uh, Muto teasing he's going to do a moonsault and, uh, you know, Bushi paying his respects to Muto, uh, Sonata getting a chance to get in there with a guy who basically, you know, Bushi and Sonata were basically, wouldn't be wrestling if it wasn't for Muto. So it means a lot. And Naito only started watching New Japan because of Keiji uh, Muto. So, again, this was just personal. It was a lot of great personal stuff here. But the match itself, I only get three and a half stars, even though I, I always remember this, uh, uh, Muto's last match in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, Gina, what about you? Yeah, I gave it a three and a half as well, for the same reasons like Monte. Yeah, Jaxie? I gave this a three and a quarter. It was a good match. Yeah, I gave it a four. I guess I've really got into this. <laughs> Again, it is all a matter of opinion. Uh, Prediction-wise, mm-hmm. Jaxi, Monty went for Muta team. June and I went Sonata. So it means that Jaxi yes. and James are tied on four. Finally got the lead. On five. Yeah, Monty, yeah. Monty takes the lead on six with three matches to go. The next match is the IWGP <laughs> Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromori Takahashi versus El Desperado versus Master Wato versus the champion Taji Ishimori. The match started fast, leading to a sequence of pin attempts, but as the match continued, there was a lot of waiting outside of the ring as well. There was a triple count-out spot. There was a double submission spot that left Hiromori and Wato alone in the ring. Wato tried for a dive, but it was stopped. Instead, it was Hiromori who landed a dive to take out the other three. Desperado hit Hiromori with the pincher Lulka, and tried for a second, but Hiromu reversed <laughs> into a time bomb for a near fall. What's the score a pair of near falls with the pin attempt? I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try that word. But he did hit a couple of pin <laughs> attempts. Uh, one of them was broken up. One of them, he actually let the guy up, which again, I'm not... Let I him think, up. He let him up. Don't, don't let him up, you know, come on. No, he definitely let him up. 
Yeah, a hero move survived a German suplex from Watto, who actually, like, again, talk about the story of the match. Watto was the one that we was like, hit it, hit the pin, you'll get it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a more fun. <laughs> like, you can beat him before. Uh, but no, it was Hiromu who survived a German suplex, catching Watto with the time bomb to win the match and your new IWGP uh, heavyweight champion, of course. But again... Hiromu <laughs> Dagashi. But the thing I liked about it, and again, it's silly, but awesome. they they mentioned the tag match between all four competitors we actually watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, yay! Actually, reason for me watching it when they reference it and they kind of talk about it in this one. Um, <laughs> I thought this was fun. Gina, what do you think? Because, again, the junior heavyweights introduced them as much. But I think all four put on quite a good effort. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially because this has been such a long show. Um, it's hard to, you know, even though the, the crowd isn't like a typical WWE crowd where they do just, you know, die down. The crowd is quite chill anyway. So, but to keep the hype that they did in this match, knowing that there's still like two great matches to be coming following this and the matches that they followed on from, I thought it was a really great match, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really, really good. And the champ, again, telling another story, it must have come in closest, but the champion losing the title never pinned as well. So he's got an excuse, well, a reason to fight back for it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like one of the, the best things about those those types of matches is I'm... Um, uh, fatal four-way type matches like it. it's always good in case you are going to change it you protect the the person who's losing the belt um because you can always have somebody else be pinned for it so i think those types of matches are good in that sense mm. yeah uh, they're well, already planting the seeds like Haramu yeah. mentioned afterwards like if he he's not the true champion until he pennies you more so, yeah that's another thing they go. do quite well you know i mean not mention nxt but even with the kind of haze with the wesley thing of saying you know, you may want it in a multi-man match, but until, like I said, you beat me one-on-one in anything, really. Uh, Gina, mm-hmm. what would you score that match out of five? Because, again, it's, it may be in a difficult position because we know what's coming up, but they still delivered. Yeah, they still delivered. So I gave it a four still because it was still a match worth going to see in itself. So, yeah, four. Yeah, Jackson, what about you? <laughs> I really enjoyed this match. I thought it, it, it went sort of very, it felt very fast paced because of the uh, the amount of people that was involved in it and the type of moves, um, you know, loads of near falls, everything like that. So you just really didn't know who was going to come out the overall winner. Um, I gave it a four and a half. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Monty, what about you? Well, this was an incredible match and it was a great look for Master Watto. You know, uh, this is someone who, in, out of everyone in this match, he had to prove himself to the rest because Despy is the former champ, Taji was the current champ, and Hiromu has done it four times already before, uh, you know, before winning this. So the fact that they made him look like a million bucks in the Tokyo Dome to me, and those people really thought Master Watto had a chance. You know, I, I just really love that they tried to elevate him with the way this match was kind of put it together. And it made, almost made me like, damn, I wanted Watto to win. Yeah. Because the way, how well he really was battling with I honestly guys. thought he was going to at one point. Yes, it, it really looked like it was going exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I was like, is Harambu... he going to add you for a big surprise here, you know? 
Right, exactly. And after everything that Rumble's been through with the series injuries, like, you know, after this match, he mentioned calling out Dragon Lee all the way, even though he know he signed NXT. So he even said, Mr. Triple H, I don't know if you're watching. Then he said, of course you're not watching, but, you know, <laughs> let me know because drag a match with Dragon Lee is what could have almost ended Hiromu's career a few years back. So after a two-year absence from the top of the new, of the junior division card, I thought it was awesome for Hiromu to win it back in this spot. And I thought everyone in this match looked great. So I, I gave it four and a half stars also, Jack. Yeah. I go about four and a quarter, like I said. Really, really good stuff. Uh, predictions, I went, what a fucking idiot I am. Everyone else went Takahashi. So it means that I am on four points. Jack C, who didn't even get any points to begin with, and now overtaken me. <laughs> Some fucking re- I don't know how that happened. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Gina is on six. <laughs> Monty is in the lead with seven. Seven, six, five, four, though. It looks nice. Uh, commentary informed us. There's a backstage fight. It was announced Pro Wrestling Noah's Conga Faction confronted mm-hmm. uh, Los Ingos. <laughs> That's what we're going to call them. Yes. Uh, which will be interesting. Uh, and we'll move on now to the, well, f- the first of the double main events. The IWGP United States Championship. Kenny, by God, Omega versus the US champ, Will Ospreay. Um, and Kenny's, let's talk about it. Kenny's entrance. I mean, Jaxi, what do you think of Kenny coming out? I mean, he's a big-time player, but I know you, you. a lot of people probably took a lot more than I did from it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in case you're you're new to listening to WNR podcast or just new to kind of us as a team on Twitter, you'll notice that if you go to my at Jaxi Scarlet Twitter page, my handle is One Wing Angel. Uh, That is sort of after uh, one of the best villains of all time in a a video game, Sephiroth, from the franchise of Final Fantasy VII. And Kenny Omega is a huge fan, and he pulled out all the stops with this one. He got the rights to play the original music played um, over in the original game of Final Fantasy VII during Sephiroth's big moment, big reveal um, of a big evil deed that he did. And he incorporated that, even that very moment with Sephiroth, with the flames in the background, and then, you know, perfectly just ended it with wearing Sephiroth's gear. It was just, you know, to a gaming fan and to anyone who is a fan of that franchise, it was just perfectly executed. You know, I had a a tear in terms of just the level of uh, dedication he put into everything, and I got absolute goosebumps hearing the One Winged Angel song. It was just perfect. It was a perfect moment. Yeah. Uh, this is, and again, this is another thing I liked because for me, it's just like, oh, that's a pretty cool entrance. And then, like I said, there's so many different levels when it when it comes to this as well. Uh, and Monty, <sighs> we, 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 I don't think we mentioned it but at the press conference either about Kota Ibushi and kind of the why... Will and Kenny don't like each other as well due to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, uh, when uh, Abushi finally made it to the top of the mountain and won both, won, won the biggest matches of his life and became the champion, his first, I think, I want to say it was his first defense, but it definitely wasn't many. He battled Osprey, and Osprey not only took his championship, but, you know, it, uh, it, 
it kind of kicked off the string of bad luck that Abushi kind of had with his health and with a lot of other things. So a lot of, you know, Kenny was definitely blaming Will Ospreay for what happened to Kota Ibushi and why Kota Ibushi is like, so he felt the last time we seen Ibushi and he, when he got carried out of the ring, it was because of a hidden blade by Will Ospreay that left him basically to where they had to carry him out like a stretcher, not even just walk him out of the ring like usual. So it was, it was a tough imagery. And I think anyone who remembered that and remember what Ospreay did to Kota Ibushi, it was a nice little added flair when he basically, when Kenny Omega basically confirmed it with the way he finished this match. And not only that, something is another nice little thing. I was really worried when Kenny decided to come back that we were going to hear the AEW music. It was going to be best bout machine and all that. But he didn't. Like you said, not only did he go with the one the one ring angel aesthetic, not only did he go with that, he went he went as the cleaner, which everyone knows that's what he made his name around the world in New Japan as the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Yeah. So it just it just kind of put everyone in that zone to let everybody know, oh, this is real. This is New Japan Kenny Omega. This isn't AEW Kenny Omega. And we've not even talked mm-hmm. about the match yet. Like you talk about how much goes into <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. The entrance. It's crazy how deep this is. Yeah. Right. So let's sit back then. I mean, we could we could go further, like even twenty minutes or so, and just yeah. still discussing this. So yeah. Right. Yeah, so definitely. I'm gonna take a quick <clears throat> breath because I'm gonna get into it now. All right. So the match opened with an aggressive filling out process. Osprey landed a dive to the floor, but Mega wasn't far behind, slamming Osprey into the barricade to establish control for the first time. Mega used the control to slow the pace, punishing Osprey and established himself as the match heel. Osprey fought back into it with a methodical offense of his own for attempting Oz Cutter against the ace apron. Osprey missed the cutter and crashed against the ring with Kenny answering by pulling a table from under it and stomping it through Osprey's back. And then, of course, is Kenny with him showing his head through the table. Osprey's answer Omega's violence through a series of strikes and a suplex into the back of the table. That looked like a hurt. Osprey followed this with a stunning dive from the top rope and a flying forearm for a near fall. Omega then landed a sick DDT from the top rope into an exposed turnbuckle that sent Osprey crashing to the floor. In case that bump wasn't nearly bad enough, it also busted Osprey wide open. Kenny followed this up. By landing a dive to the floor before driving Osprey's head through a table. I have watched wrestling for a very long time and can't remember one wrestler smashing another wrestler's head through a table. With the table be broken or not, this was brutal. But Kenny did get um, a swollen eye or black eye will just before. So I guess Kenny didn't feel too bad. Back in the ring, Omega landed a pile driver and assumed top mount to punish the champion further. Osprey reversed a top rope dive. It was too slow as Omega sent Osprey crashing into the exposed top turnbuckle. Omega landed a vicious V-trigger into the exposed corner before landing an absolute insane suplex from the top. Omega hit a V-trigger in an attempt to close, but Osprey still had the energy to kick out. Crazy beyond belief, Osprey began to bounce back after reversing a V-trigger, landing a pair of hidden blades and a super Oz cutter, but Kenny still kicked out. 
after escaping a one-winged angel attempt. Osprey landed a Styles Clash and a picture-perfect hidden blade, but it still wasn't enough. The crowd grew louder and louder as Osprey tried for a Stormbreaker, but got caught with a V-Trigger. Osprey set up Osprey for another, who is now beaten down. And one last act of defiance saw Will Ospreay spit in Kenny's face. Oh, I loved it. A V-Trigger and Omega landed the one-wing angel to win (laughs) during his return to New Japan and become your new IWGP United States Championship. I'm not just saying it because it's my delivery of that, but even reading that match back, I get goosebumps because it is still as fresh as my head as anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Jack... you haven't seen it, you have to go see it for yourself because no words will give that match justice. Literally, yeah. Like, if you're going off the assumption, you go, oh, that match wasn't that good. I heard James talk about it. Just go, go and watch it. You know how good a match is when it's half hour long and it just flies by. You think, fuck, this is a finish already and you're just there watching it. Um, this is the Kenny Omega I've heard about. This was the Kenny that melts and masturbate and has 10-star classic with Akada, you know? Um, Jaxie, mm-hmm. what, could be, what, what were your thoughts on this? Because this is just something. I've, I've heard rumours about special Wrestle Kingdom matches, and this was just it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... This already has sort of like match of the year candidates sort of written all over it. And it is only the first fucking week of January. Do you know what I mean? This this match went so goddamn hard. Um, you have to give credit to both Kenny and Will Ospreay that there were some moments in here that were pretty hard to watch. And, you know, pointing out the head bashing into the table... I've never seen that before. I've never seen a wrestler use it that way before. So, um, you know, the creativity there of this match was just... in the left in the yeah. table. Like yeah. there was a circle where Will Osprey's head had gone through. Like the table was still a bit battered, but you can clearly see that image of just his head shape. Yeah. Exactly. Japanese tables just... are not gimmicks either, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. They no. don't they're not gimmicks. So yeah. I, 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 I actually can see that as well. Like, I, I just got a headache looking at it, <laughs> you know? Um, it was just such a great match for me. That Again, like I said, match of the year candidate already for me. Uh, this match just hit all the highs. I was completely shocked by the outcome. I did have Will Ospreay to win this match, so pleasantly surprised. But I was not actually mad that Kenny won because... No. He's my one-winged angel. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually excited at the possibility of seeing a second match between these two de- somewhere um, across 2023. I have no doubt that we're going to get um, another b- great banger uh, from them. Uh, I gave this a five. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. And we've talked about the heat going into this match with two guys that don't like each other or what we assume mm-hmm. that is it. And what happens is that you get either one or two things. You either get like a WrestleMania 20 moment where you get two guys who are just don't like each other or don't want to work and don't bother with like Lesnar and Goldberg when it's at its worst. When it's at yeah. its best, you get two mm-hmm. guys who you can see with the state of Kenny's face, with the strikes that they were landing, not yeah. holding anything back and going out there and saying, I'm the best wrestler in the fucking world. I'm going to prove it to you. Exactly. And when you've got two guys doing that, you create magic like you get 
exactly. at, at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, it was just so. I mean, it's just you know. I mean, chaos. if you want, if you really want to kind of, yeah, if you actually want to to know how much of an outcome, uh, an impact uh, the outcome of this match had, just go and look at Will Osprey's Instagram page right now and look at the his body immediately after that match. Like you can't fake that type of those type of injuries on the body. Um, they both men just went so hard and it hit so well. Uh, there were so many uh, emotions at stake and it was great to see how much the crowd were into this match. Um, like I said, it was incredible. I mean, Gina, what were your thoughts? I mean, uh, I'll ask you a question as well. Do you think this is the best match that we've reviewed on the podcast or, you know, since you've been here? Because we have done a lot of great stuff out at this moment in time. I mean, we have for sure. There are still like quite a few top matches that I would say that we've reviewed, but as for like favourites, I would definitely say this is like one of the top two favourites to have reviewed. And like my sister said, it was such a great match and whatever we say is not going to give this match justice. There were so many near falls that I think I had a heart attack every single time <laughs> one almost hit. Like, I literally had no idea where this match was going to go. I also went with Will Ospreay because I felt like that promo he gave was kind of solidifying, right, he's got to win this. He's going rankle and everyone can't. Like, he's got to win this. <laughs> so I, I was super shocked. And again, you want that from a match. You want a match where you literally don't know who is going to be the winner because both guys are just giving everything. So it was such a great match. Our reviews are never going to give it as much justice, so please watch it if you haven't. Um, and I gave it a five as well. Yeah, I mean, Monty, this is just like everything. Because even with WrestleManias and stuff like that, yeah, the, the spectre and the grandeur, but to actually have a match that is a classic matchup, it, it, it's just such a great feeling. It must be so good, you know, that we're all here actually talking about it before you actually said a word. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, the thing is, when Kenny Omega left, or even before he was leaving, when he used to say, Little uh, obscure things about Will when they you, when they touched at, at back then when Will was a babyface and Kenny was a uh, was in Bullet Club. They always kind of set this kind of rivalry where it was like, yeah, they respect each other as an athlete, but Kenny is not giving up his spot. And I think he even kind of got kind of unhinged after this match in the comments saying that you were right, Osprey. You 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 damn right. I'm not giving like I, I'm the best in the world. And I'm not giving up this fight. The only time that I ever take sympathy or have sympathy on you or care about anything you've been through is when you beat me and take this from me. And basically, so I just love that 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 element of their story because it's always kind of been there. There's always been a rivalry between them underneath the surface, even if they not even if they're not involved with each other. So for us to finally get this match and for it to be a war, if like you said, for it to be as brutal as it was. It was perfection. One of the best matches I've I've ever seen, and I, I watched Okada and Omega the first time, and that and like I said, that was perfection to me then. And I can put this one right next to to a lot of those Okada matches for Omega and Osprey. Like we mentioned, his resume speaks for itself when it comes to how many. I tell you, tell you guys all the time, Osprey can do no wrong almost. And but I like I said, this doesn't even scratch the surface. The attention, the, the attention to detail in this match. The storytelling of the when it comes to the finish, you mentioned at the end there uh, about Osprey accepting his fate. He accepted his fate because he knew he was nothing he could do 
And he, he uh, you know, he had Kenny had wrist control, and that means I'm a Goye, which is Kota Ibushi's mm-hmm. former old finisher. So that was a shot, also. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna finish you with Kamagoye, then I'm gonna give you a one wing angel to put you away. Yeah, and like, so Osprey knew yeah. it was coming, so he was just kind of like, you know, screw you, like I'm gonna be defiant to the but end. I loved, as Osprey I loved is. that little. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's so well Osprey to do that little bit of defiance, being like, okay, yeah, I can accept that this is sort of. You beat me, but you know what? I'm not going out like that. And still, like, I have to have some form of defiance. Exactly. And, like, so it really worked for revenge for Koda, Abushi, And it also, mm-hmm. Kenny winning was awesome to me because it just it sent the message that it guarantees they're going to do this again. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yeah. all I wanted yeah. after that. I was just like, yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. they have to do it again somewhere down. And, you know, and I, it also had me excited because I know what Wrestle Kingdom means. Wrestle Kingdom wraps up. The prior year, so that meant that going into next year, Osprey was going to be on a mission to show everyone. Uh, like he mentioned, he gave an impassioned mm-hmm. speech after this about all the sacrifices. He was really, really down after this match because he said he sacrificed everything for this moment and he couldn't win. Yeah, and he said he's going to do one more year of sacrificing, and if he can't sacrifice and win when he needs to, whether it's Okada, I don't, he didn't mention this, but I know he means whether it's Okada or Omega. If he doesn't win mm-hmm. after sacrificing for another year. He will go sacrifice elsewhere is what he said. So he put a lot of pressure on himself. So I'm really excited to see what happens going forward for both guys. Because, again, now you have Omega possibly taking this to America, defending on AEW, yeah. defending it against different people. He seemed to have Jeff Cobb next. I can't wait to see that. They're going to be great together wherever oh, they do it, whether really? it's in the USA That's or exciting. Japan. Because, you know, Jeff Cobb That's taking it personal what just happened to his boy. So it makes sense. Uh, I Hell love yes. it. I just love it all. This yeah, perfect to me. And uh, like you guys mentioned, this is exactly uh, the Kenny Omega that people were saying is, you know, we're changing professional wrestling. This is why so many of us uh, people who are not from Japan started to cross over. It's because of the great displays of athleticism from people like Osprey and Omega uh, in this spot. And this is, is a great example of why. Like that, this was awesome, man. I, even the people who right off Osprey and Omega. A lot of people say gymnastics and all that. You cannot look at this match and tell me that this was just gymnastics. This was storytelling. This this is physical. This This was awesome, man. Perfect. I gave it five stars. Yeah, this is not anybody, you know, blowing smoke or anything like that. Like I said, we review it straight up and this was straight up banger. There's no doubt about it. They're probably even calling it a banger. He's giving it a disservice because, like you said, it's a classic up in there. And um, what, what differentiates the classic is what the match means, the build-up to it, as we've seen, where the stakes and the championships on the line, the position where it is on the card, and what event it is with Wrestle Kingdom being a bigger show of the year as well. And like I said, this is something we talk about for years to come. If you can't be in the main event, then this is the other best position because everybody is talking about you know, you talk about a man for big match performances. Will Ospreay, 29, not even in his prime. Imagine what he could do the next decade. Kenny, to his credit, though, looked in great shape. And like I said, when we've got these two guys, I mean, is Battle in the Valley too soon, Monty, to get our hopes up for Will versus Kenny? Yeah, I think they're, they're going to put this off. This is going to be a little dramatic. I think, you know, maybe we'll get it at Forbidden Door too. Like, I'm holding out hope that Kenny can keep it that long. But they will fight again down the line. And who knows? It may cross over to America. It may, uh, you know, be next Wrestle Kingdom. Who knows how it turns out? But, yes, it will happen again, but not that soon. It will be, right. you, they're going to they're gonna give you a little break. 
That's fine. We all need a little break after that thing. Uh, but uh, five stars, I guess, for you, Monty, as well. This is like... Yes. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> what can we go up to? Yeah, 10. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Max it out. <laughs> uh, predictions, we all went for Will. Uh, so we're all a little bit upset because it stays Monty 7, Gina 6, Jaxie 5, James 4. Uh, and unfortunately, try following that. Well, we had to with our main event, which is the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. It is Kazul Chika Okada taking on Jay White. And the thing I like about champion in white, Okada in black. And this is, if I'm, I mean, Monty, correct me if I'm wrong, the 10th Wrestle Kingdom main event for Okada. I think they were saying, or the. No, you're on the money. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the John Cena <laughs> of New Japan. Jesus you know. Christ! <laughs> is one he gets so hot O'Connor in will be well. in the main event. <laughs> All right. So before <laughs> we get on to the main event, Jackson, what do you think of Ricardo as he came out and his entrance? Is he was he in match shape? I mean, <laughs> he was definitely in match shape. Um, I I, th- I definitely think my neighbours. Um, heard Okada coming out because I just blasted him from the TV. I was so excited right from the get-go. Uh, I loved his money gear outfit. He just looked great. He just looked like a king of all kings. Yeah. Well, we're going to get on to the he match. He blended then. his gimmick with, with Anokis too, by the way. So, kind of got the money with the Anoki style gear. So, that's why yeah, you know, yeah. the color scheme and everything. So, it was kind of like an old, but it was a modern version of Anoki. That's cool. That's so cool. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's so much more to go. And this is another thing about wrestling. I'm going to get onto the match in a minute. But it's like little Easter eggs. Little stuff people can pick mm. up as they go along. Like, yeah. you know, might not everybody notice, but it's, it's worthwhile. Uh, we see Jay White setting a pace with his textbook control. Ricardo began to gain some footing with a DDT, which he followed with a lot of signature offense. Ricardo dropped it White to the floor to take the lead for the first time. We don't mention how good Ricardo's drop kick is as well. On the outside, Ricardo dropped Gado and White with a double DDT. Once back in the ropes, Ricardo landed a top rope drop kick and set up for the money clip, but White reversed for taking control after driving Ricardo in the corner. Um, Ricardo fought back through chops from White, answered with a heavy forearms and a drop kick to retake momentum. We see a tombstone clothesline let Ricardo. Locking the money clip, but White escaped the hold. Ricardo tried for the Ricardo dive, but it was locked by Gado instead. Ricardo hit a top rope sent on to take out both men. We see a long control sequence from Ricardo, but White fighting back, retaining uh, retaining the lead in the match with uh, sleeper suplex. Attempted a blade runner, but Ricardo reversed it into a German suplex. He lands on a lariat, drop kick, and a landslide to reset the match. When Okada attempted Rainmaker proper, White reversed into the Blade Runner and Okada kicked out. A pair of short-arm lariats from White set up another Blade Runner, but this time Okada reversed into a Rainmaker. White kicked out. We get a couple of more segments as we get to towards the end as Okada connects with a Blade Runner of his own and he hit the Rainmaker to win the match and your new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion is... Kazuhika Okada! Money, what did you think of this match? <laughs> I thought this main event was great, man. You know, uh, I saw, of course, I was watching this and uh, following along online. So, um, of course, people were comparing it to Omega 
and Osprey, and you know, and that's fine. I know that's human nature, but honestly, if you just take, if you look at what this match was for, you know, for the feud that they were in and everything that Jay White put Okada through, the history that they have, even Jay White kind of mentioned that after the match. You know, when Jay White was a young lion, Okada was one of those guys who was always nice to him, used to pay him a lot of money to uh, help out, help Okada out. So he he took care of him. And then what Okada, what Jay White repaid him with was how he'd been treating Okada over the years and, you know, cheating to beat him and all that other stuff. So he was really reflective after this because, like, you, if you saw this match, you saw Jay White pretty much gave it his all. Mm. Did things I've never seen Jay White be, do in a match with Okada way more straight up than it usually is when he fights Okada. And uh, he, like I said, even though Gato definitely was annoying, it wasn't any point where I necessarily thought they were doing too much of like cheap stuff. It was still very competitive. And at, at, you know, and the problem with me to me was the only thing I could ever take away from this match is that with everything at stake, with it being capping off the 50th year, with this show being dedicated to Anoki son, it was really, really hard for me to see, Jay White finishing this and ending up champion here. And that kind of went into how I looked at this match. But I, even though I knew Okada was probably going to win, this month, it real, Jay White still did a great job of keeping making it seem like he had a chance to win. And, you know, it just makes you look forward for, to Okada's next challenge. And, you know, you saw after it, maybe Shingo. So, you know, I, I really was curious to see what Jay does next now because after he lost the title once before, he kind of went into madness. So it's always interesting to see what happens next with Jay White uh, because, you know, he can he really can flip the switch. And, I, you know, and like I said, in his post-match comments, he had a lot of reflecting to do. And he seemed to be blaming a lot on Hikuleo, but yeah. that's just a teaser for what's next. Uh, but, again, I thought this was all great. The finish was uh, was well executed, and the tribute to Anoki-san afterwards was beautiful. Beautiful. So I gave it four and a half stars. I really still appreciated this match, even though I do I know that Osprey and Omega probably was way better, but uh, I really enjoyed this match nonetheless. It was a great way to cap things off. Yeah. I didn't think they st- struggled to follow it, even though it's like, how do you follow something that, like you said, stuff that probably was the best wrestling a lot of us has ever seen. <laughs> so it's like it's crazy <laughs> it's, when you have to follow yeah, stuff like so that. It's so slow, isn't it? Like you said, when when right? you've got a match, it really makes you, you can't help but compare. Yeah. But you, I you, really you, love yeah. this match nonetheless. If you had fillers, then you know, or start the show with with Kenny, and then. But this is, like you said, with the story yeah. of Akada losing to Jay White, the way Jay has been, and I've seen him everywhere this past year. Whether it be AEW, Impact strong you know uh and and he has been great and the closing sequence i thought was fantastic as well spit flying out of jay's match uh jay <laughs> and we yeah. didn't mention will osprey as well will osprey kind of trying to grab for the u.s title when kenny held it and we saw the same with yeah. jay jay white not wanting to give away his title here uh but jacksy i know you i know you're happy jacksy what do you think of your man a card and what do you think of this match he is the champion again yeah, um, I think that Monty had some really great points um, and to kind of capitalize off of um, something that he had mentioned, you know, like for, for someone who has been a regular watcher of New Japan, uh, this this match probably went hard, but you could see the outcome coming. For me, um, going into it, you know, knowing as much as uh, I'm a fan of Okada, also knowing uh, some of the tactics of, of Jay White, having seen him throughout his run in the G1, 
uh, this was all still new to me. So there was moments where I really believed that Jay White was going to retain and it wouldn't have surprised me if he did retain because of the fact of the outcome in the previous match. So for me, it really was sort of a, a tight moment of thinking, have I gone with the wrong person um, at certain moments? Uh, I absolutely loved uh, how different this match was to Will, Will Ospreay's match with Kenny Omega in terms of both Jay and um, Okada were using each other's moves on on themselves to sort of like kind of counter one another. Um, there was just there was a, a different type of heat that sort of was coming from this match, um, and it was just like it was it was a really really great match for me. Um, I do think that of course um, it's, it's it's still hard after seeing a match like Kenny and and uh, Will to go off of that, but I still thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Okada versus JY, I really just um, felt a lot of the tension and really didn't know what the outcome really was going to be. So for me, I gave this a four and three quarters. Uh, I still really enjoyed it. The, the outcome as well at the end, you know, just seeing the devastation in the realization hit JY and having to sort of give up the belt. Uh, all of that, just it, it was great to watch. Uh, you could just really see the emotions that were involved. Uh, here, even if you didn't know the full history behind Jay White and Okada. So I can appreciate something like that being a, a new fan of New Japan. Um, I thought this match was great. Yeah, like I said, Jay White's a piece of shit. So what happens afterwards when even he uses Okada <laughs> to pull himself up without hitting a low blow or anything else and letting him take mm-hmm. that title shows, you know, there is respect there. And like I said, one of the interesting yeah. things... yeah. We've talked about, you know, whether it be Will Ospreay, Shota Umino, or, you know, Kari Sane, Sasha Banks. Jay White is something to look for this next, you know, where the next year goes. Because he has been top mm. of the mountain. You know, he's just faced Okada yes. at Wrestle Kingdom. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So what is next, you know? Um mm-hmm. Gina, what about you? What do I you mean, I'll be eager to see Jay White turn up again in AEW because I really enjoyed what he did uh with the time he did have in AEW watching him against the likes of Hangman Page and mm. you know uh Adam Cole it was and even Okada was a part of that match like that was a really great match in my opinion I would love to see something like that again I'd love to see Jay White facing um different opponents in AEW so hopefully we'll get that again at Forbidden Door too yeah without a doubt uh Gina yeah what were your thoughts on the main event because I know it's difficult following uh <laughs> I said that classic matchup I thought these two men did deliver. Yeah, they definitely both delivered, and I enjoyed the match. So it's another five-star match for me as well. Um, I I was happy with the outcome because that I did um, go with Akada, but I also just kind of was thinking, well, where does Jay go from here? And even though you mentioned, James, that when he lost the belt last time, he went mad. Obviously, I haven't seen that part because I've only just started to watch it. So I am in, intrigued and looking forward to seeing Jay after losing this um, belt and seeing how he goes on to be. So I gave it five stars. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll give it four and a half. Like I said, a really, really good main event. Though. And afterwards, uh, Shingo. I knew Monty was happy because Shingo came out uh, and interrupted the card of celebration to challenge him for the belt. <laughs> he might not be successful, but at least Shingo is involved in something now as well. And Akada getting emotional 
with showing in promo, thanking the fans and the late Antonio Inoki. Uh, so that is it for Wrestle Kingdom. Final scores. Uh, well, I finished... Look, it's, it's, if, if, if I've proven anything, it's, it's, it's the tortoise and the hare. All right? So you might get off to quick start. You might go <laughs> to slow start. But you just don't know. Five points for me. Jaxie, six. But when you consider the start you had to the show, fucking hell. Gina, pip to the post <laughs> by Monty, I'm afraid. Uh, Gina on seven, Monty on eight. So, Monty, you still keep your deity tag uh, and get, Take the, a Take a get the first win of 2023. <laughs> how are you feeling? Not only have we sat there and watched what you love more than anything else in New Japan and Wrestle Kingdom, but you beat us as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well you know, it, it was the way it was meant to be. That's that's the way I feel about it. It was the way it was meant to be. If it went any other way, this would not be a happy ending for any of us. I think this is the way it was properly supposed to go. So, yeah. Thank you guys for sitting through the long show. Just to lose. Well, watch this time time next year when we actually all come back together having like another year's experience on New Japan and we kick your butt next time on too. I remember this when you want to know what a stipulation is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How well, many times can Monty screw us over throughout the year? <laughs> this is not over, though, because like I said, the next points on the line will be for the Royal Rumble with the WWE Prediction League starting and, of course, Rumble mini-games as well. But as for Wrestle Kingdom, well, match of the night for me, I, I don't know if I'm going to go all around and agree because I think we put it all five stars. Gina... You put five stars for the and the US title, but would you say the US title would be match of the night? Is that the Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega one? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, so I think we've all gone that. That's fair enough. So we'll start with MVP. So, uh, Jaxie, start us off. Who is your MVP of the night? Um. I'm going to go with Kenny Omega. Um, a lot of that has to do with uh, his dedication to showing off his love for Sephiroth and everything Final Fantasy VII as well. Mm. Um, what about you, uh, Monty? Who's your MVP? Even in a losing effort, uh, it's just hard for me not to give Will Ospreay all the love for his performance there. Like I said, even as someone who is usually a villain, has been a villain for a long time, you can hear the people in Japan as he continues to get his ass whooped want him to win more and more and more. And even uh, at New Year's Dash, the next night, still very, very happy to see Will Ospreay, which, by the way, I cannot believe he wrestled the next night. Yeah. Him or Kenny, for that Jesus. matter. But there you go. So Ospreay's a machine, so he's my MVP. Uh, Gina, who's your MVP of the night? I'm going to agree with Monty and go with Will. I'm going to go where the money is uh, and put down as, like I said, the former Sasha Banks. I know she didn't wrestle, but like I said, uh, Twitter had a meltdown uh, and it just proves that, you know, there are stars out there, maybe male and female, believe it or not. Uh, Rating out of 10, Gina, start us off. What do you rate this out of 10? I'm going to give it an eight because there were so many good matches on there. And even though I've chosen like my MVP and my top match, 
I really just enjoyed seeing a lot of the people and a lot of the matches. I don't really think that there was one that I was like, oh, it was absolutely awful. Apart from maybe that very first match, but I'm not including it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually going to give it uh eight because I thought uh, it was good. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Jack, see, what about you? What would you score the event? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a nine. I really enjoyed every single match. Um, it was just something fresh, something new for both myself and my sister. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed this experience. Um, I think it's just made me fall in love with New Japan even more, and just made me even more determined to kind of carry on uh, watching it and getting as as much involved in New Japan as I can. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, and Monty, it's not blowing smoke up your house, but. The reason why we opened the Forbidden Door on the pod even before uh, Jackson and Gina got involved in it was because of what you knew about New Japan. And now, after talking to the event, I mean, this has been nearly a three-hour show after watching six hours of wrestling, and we actually want to watch more New Japan. I think your work here is done, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yes, um, sir. What were your thoughts on this? Uh, we, I what... hope we made you proud, Monty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what would you? Yes, yes always proud. Always proud. And what's your thoughts on us enjoying? Yeah, nine, yeah, like... nine and a quarter uh, would probably be my overall score. Uh, I probably, I, I want to say I've had more fun at some Wrestle Kingdom, but not really. I can't honestly say that because watching it the night of and the the way my heart was racing, as especially at Omega and the Ospreys match, but just throughout the night, the way I just had fun watching every match and, uh, you know, again, seeing a lot of my favorites out there on this on this occasion. And like you said, not only having you guys, but a lot of uh, a wealth, like I said, over 92,000 new users or whatever they said were on New Japan World for this show. So I was just uh, overall, I'm over the moon when it comes to how I feel about, you know, New Japan and how I feel about everyone being able to see New Japan and even you guys knowing more about it. You know, like you just mentioned, I'm already looking forward to next year or even the next New Japan show we decide to take a look at together because, again, it's going to be a big year for them this year, whether it's in America or it's in Japan or around the world because I think they're going back to the U.K. also. So. That, um, it's good. The next one we're probably going to be reviewing, it's got to be the one with mercedes Monet's first match against yeah. Kyrie, right? I can't if remember that's what the case, that'll, that'll be great. That's what Valley. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I won't be missing that. I'm the just saying. The charge is a I bit of a dick here, so we'll have to ask him. Yeah, we got to talk to the boss, right? It's all right. Yeah. I'm sure we can bully him into it. I'm sure we can bully him into it. It'll be fine. Yeah, run it by him, James, <laughs> when you talk to him. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, like I said, nine and a quarter. This is a special night. And, yes, I'm very, very appreciative that you guys not only jumped into this like I have, but enjoy every minute of it, you know, and, Continue to hit me with your questions. Continue to be frustrated with me when I don't give you your answers good enough or fast <laughs> enough or whatever. I love all of it because I love New Japan. So I'm glad you guys got a chance to see why. Yeah, without shadow, like I said, it was a pleasure to watch. I'm going to give it nine and a quarter as well. Great way to start the year. you know. And when you think now the dubbing art edition of Christmas special year-end predictions of Wrestle Kingdom, and we've still got the rumble to come at the end of this month. We've only just started the year. Great way to start, though. Like I said, nine and a quarter. Finally, like we said, New Year dash results. I'm not going to run through all of them, but just the important ones. We see Hiroshi Tanahashi, Hikaleu Tamatonga, and Master Watto defeating Bullet Club, JY, Ishimori, El Fantasma, and Kenta. After um, the match, we see JY losing his shit and hitting Hikaleu with yes. a chair. 
uh, and challenge him to a loser leaves Japan Ooh. match. Now, Monty, I'm not going to be yes. again. Just quickly, just oh, quickly with this. <laughs> just, yeah, loser leaves Japan match. But Hikaleu could theoretically lose and just be on strong for a year or so, couldn't he? But yeah. A lot of people are thinking Jay White, his contract. Again, I'm not sure about his contract, but it, Me you know, I, I, it's, as Jaxie said earlier, AEW and WWE would be fools not to make at least an offer, you know? I agree. Yeah, if I mean, it is a contract yeah. deal. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they did say uh, loser leaves Japan. So, you know, it does leave a lot of possibilities out there. It could just be, send, you know, who knows what that actually means. It could be just sending Jay White to America. But, you know, he's already did his strong thing. Why would you mm. use someone? How would you have, say, why would you have Jay White just on strong? Why would you yeah. send them to AEW or whatever the situation is? So it's a lot of curiosity there. I, it may be a contract thing. This even surprised me. But I am excited to see how this all plays out because I'd I, I really be hard-pressed to believe that Hikaleo, who a lot of people were waiting for a while for him to come back to Japan. <laughs> so for him to just come back to Japan, work a few months, and then just ship, get shipped right back off, <laughs> I highly doubt that's going to happen. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, Jay White lost his shit, blamed everything that went wrong on Hikaleo turning on him. And there you have it. Damn. And and the thing about Jay White as well, we talk about how crazy he is, is that a lot of people are crazy, like with actions or kind of what they think will look. And all Jay White does is just this stare where he looks like he's just looking there, but it's just a thousand. It's, it's just he's not even there. He's not even right. there. You know, and that's what I love. Yeah. Uh, KOPW 2023 Provisional Championship. The four people that we fucking <laughs> left over. Shingo Takagi <laughs> defeated Sho Toriyano and Great Okan to win the Provisional Championship. Okan was so close, by the way. So I know. Close. I know. He had it once. He had it once. Shingo nicked it from him. I did manage to see that. <laughs> And I have seen the entrances for Kenny Omega teaming with Kazuchika Okada. That's right. Yeah. The dream tag team. That's such a dream tag team, isn't it? Honestly, the entrance alone, the commentators, even the crowd in Japan were just like, oh. And then they touched titles. I've got to be careful what to say mm-hmm. there. Uh, <laughs> 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 everybody was very happy with Shingo confronting Okada once again and challenging heavyweight title but yeah it's not often after six hours of wrestling do i try and watch another three uh but there we go i think that's everything monty isn't it there's not a bit of news we've missed from japan this past few months zach saber jr got fuji fuji the other young line to join tmdk (laughs) thought that was funny zach has his own personal young boy now (laughs) And he said, up yours, John Moxley, by the way. That's what he right, said. Right. So, yeah, that's not important. Wow. But, yeah, that's all I can tell you. Well, oh, yeah, Taka Mishinoku, new yeah. faction is called Just Four Guys. So just, I saw that. Him, Taichi, Kanemaru, and Doki are Just Four Guys. So that's, that's the new faction. I love it. But there we yeah, go. That's it. Like it says, <laughs> we leave it with Kenny Omega as U.S. champ. We leave it with a Kazu Chika Okada as the heavyweight champion. Obviously, we'll check in with New Japan next month. I think we will keep that a regular thing. So that is it. Don't forget, across all social media, Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNRJR. You can find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find and listen to you? Because you've got your own Wrestle Kingdom review that you've done yourself as well, yeah? 
Yes, the review is not quite out yet, but I definitely already previewed it. I've already set the scene, but I will uh, have my review up uh, maybe sometime at the beginning of next week or, you know, even probably could get it done this, tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to push it. I'm not pressuring you. I'm is, not pressuring it. No, we got this yeah, one to listen to first like, before they listen right, to Right, listen to this one. Yeah. Listen to this one. Yeah, there you go. At Pod. You can go to Mind of Monty on YouTube, subscribe. My latest video on Mercedes making her debut got almost 4,000 views. So I'm, I appreciate everyone who's watched anything. So just continue to support. Thank you guys. Anyone out there, uh, share everything you want to do. I appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, so at Mind Monty Park, yeah. support. Bye. They love you more than me. Uh, they always tell me that. Uh, and another person they love more than me as well, of course, Jaxie. Where can people find you on social media? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on uh, both Twitter and Instagram at Jaxie Skydot. Yep. And much like predictions, I am. Thank you again. <laughs> I am full Sorry, for the list. Thank you again That's for like... everyone. <laughs> I was going to say thank you for everyone for the for supporting the justice for Jaxie. Um, raising that from last week. I really appreciate it. I'd like to say, not only do I end last in predictions, but also with love from everybody, because, of course, Gina, where can people find you on social media? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as well, at Purple Pain. Yeah, don't forget you change your banner, all right? Because I'm going to get emails, people asking if you've done it. <laughs> you send me a message and remind me please because I probably will forget again so just send me a message uh, that'll be a bit of fun next one we just do it on every episode to start that's, that's call, her out. Not done call her out it's completely done and when she's done we'll, we'll rejoice it's been two and a half years you've still not done it uh, of course <laughs> YouTube's done my podcast for all latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone, also Spotify and iTunes, make it down, subscribe, rate and review there. So that is it. Don't worry, guys. Next time, Jackson and Gina will be with us is when we check in with AEW, I guess, in a couple of weeks. called Rumble at the end of the month. But our next episode will be NXT Update, New Year's Evil. Monty, yep. I've done this for you. You're going to have to do NXT for me. <laughs> Them's the rules. Yep. <laughs> what a downer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure... I'm sure New Year's Evil might come. I'm sure <laughs> no, I'm uh, in Indusure versus Creed Brothers can be as good as Bishop oh. versus FTR. You know, like right? Like, can you can even think about? Oh, imagine the main event for stacking up the Omega versus Okada. It doesn't even matter what it is yet. Grayson oh, Waller. Grayson Waller is pretty much yeah, Australian Okada. Like we we oh. know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. And, you know, Breaker does remind me of Kenny Omega. Yes. With, you know, nothing yeah, at sorry. all. Nothing sorry. at all. They're both men. Well, are we going to just get all, like, and referencing them as New Japan when in the next one? I'll have to listen out. The amount of Australia shit I'm going to get. That is yeah. bad. That's yeah. shit already. Someone's going to get you. They're going to get me. Gonna, How dare you compare NXT shit to what you've seen. So I'm going to leave it. I'll leave I know. It. Yeah. I leave it. Everybody's been great. It's been a great podcast. But until then, I have been Jay's Rollins and I was joined by the fantastic Jackson Scarlett. Uh, glad to have you on. I'm glad. I know you've enjoyed it because Okada walked away with all the gold. Yeah, I mean, of course I was. As soon as Okada won, I knew it was going to be a great time. But yeah, it's been so fun uh, getting a chance to uh, discuss. This is a, a first uh, for me on the podcast and it's definitely not going to be a, the last. So uh, I look forward to doing some more uh, New Japan discussion soon. 
Without a shadow of a doubt. Of course, we've had the mind of Monty. And like I said, Monty, this is all down to you, whether you like it or not. Take it how you want. Yeah, looking forward to New Year's Evil. Can't you tell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the genius of Gina. Gina, I'm sure you've enjoyed yourself here. Yeah, it's been a great time, and I've enjoyed just doing this whole New Japan show, so I look forward to the next one. Without a shadow of a doubt. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and bye.